Welcome to Just Jay-Z, a place where we talk all things hair, business, lifestyle, pop culture, and more. Now here's Jesse to welcome you into this episode. What's up, you guys? It's Jesse and KJ. And today we have a very special guest. So so we have a guest on our podcast today that we're very excited about. And we're excited to pick her brain a little bit. She's a photographer, creative director, and fashion designer and writer. And she is also head of operations at Jay-Z Academy. So we have Mikkel Morris. Michael. Michael Morris here. Sorry. <laughs> yes. It is Mike. Yeah, right? Michael. Okay, yeah. I should know that. It's now. okay. Everybody gets it wrong. Like it, your whole life has it been that way? Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. You're like even I still have one sister that calls me Mikkel. Wait, your sister? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't say which one it is. If she listens, then she'll she'll, she'll know. know. This could. Yeah. She's like, that's me. Yeah, but I. It's usually Mikkel or Michael. Yeah. Oh, I could see Michael. that too. Okay. Like if people don't see me and like know I'm uh-huh. a girl, they're like, then oh. they'll say. So do Michael. you know like where that came from? That pronunciation. Like, did your parents just like it? Yeah, my mom. Well, my dad's name is Michael, so maybe that's part of it. But my mom said that she used to babysit for a little girl named Michael back in like, well, I won't expose her, but back in the day, new name. And then she always liked it. And so then when my dad, my family is it's six girls, so there's no boys. So my dad needed like someone to take on the family name. Yeah. And it was Uh, like Mike for sure. Or like, I actually think that would be cute now. But as a kid, it was like horrifying when people would call me Michael. Yeah. But yeah, Michael or yeah, Mikkel. Okay, cute. I love it. So do you have six? There's six girls in your family? Is that what you said? Well, I have five sisters. Yeah, like six with me. Yeah. My gosh. That's yeah. a lot of female energy. Yeah, that a is lot. a lot. Yeah. Are you, where do you fall? The middle. Middle. Okay. It's not true what they say about the middle child. Yeah, it's really not. I actually agree with that. It's so not. Yeah, yeah I know. We're, we're attention like, seeking. Yes. Or like the redheaded stepchild. Like you just don't fit in. <laughs> yes. You're the mailman's kid. Like it's true. It's so true. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. So how old are all your siblings then? Um, How old are you? So I'm 29. Oh, okay. I was like, I knew you were close to my But age. I feel like... Yeah, I actually don't know. Because we're all two years apart, except the youngest are twins. So my oldest sister is 30. Oh my gosh, she would kill me if I said the wrong. <laughs> She's in the early 30s. Yes. And then my other sister, I think, is 30. Okay. 31. So you guys are all pretty close. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're all two years. And then when it gets to the fourth, then there's like a five-year gap. And oh. then there's twins. And they're oh. both like 21. Okay. Oh my gosh, okay, I'm exposing yeah. though. I like don't know anyone's age, but yeah. You're like, oh, well, that's a lot of siblings to keep track <laughs> a of and lot. remember. And we're all like two years apart. And the youngest is five years younger than the yeah. second one. So they're like, yeah, 20. And once you're in your 20s too, it's kind of like they're in their 20s. Like you don't really, yes. like I have to do math. I know me and my sisters are all three years apart. So I would yes. have to count back from my age to even know. So I don't even remember my own age half the time. Same. I feel like when <laughs> you're younger, it's yeah. like I'm 12, I'm 13, I'm 17, I'm 18. But then then it's like 20s. You're like, oh, I'm in my early 20s, yeah. late 20s, early 30s. Like once the starts- milestones are over, yeah. like 21's yeah. the last big one. And yeah. then you're like, whatever. You just start creating it like it's like a gap. And now I don't want to tell people. Like, I know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, so, oh, 31. I know. You're still. like, you're like, yeah, let me count this. Yeah. And yeah. There have been times where people have asked me before and I'm like, I'm 28. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not. Yeah. The other day on my mom's TikTok, she did one on my hair and someone said that made her look 20 years younger. And I said, oh, because so I'm 11. Like what? <laughs> like 20 years? All right. That's funny. Okay. So. We're going to start with peaks and pits. Did Keely tell you about this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I'll start because I always put everyone else on the spot and I feel bad. I'm always like, I have no idea go? what I'm going to do. Let's talk peaks and pits. 
Okay. So I think my pit is just what's been going on with my house. I've, I've filled a little bit in on the podcast and I've told you guys, but basically we're building and it's been a shit show. And I don't want to say too much about it because it's like still in the process of getting resolved, but if it ends up going badly the way I think it will, then I will expose them. So stay tuned because I'm so just upset about it. So it just sucks because we're in limbo. Like, I just don't know if we're going to be actually getting this house or if we're going to buy another house or build or not move. So just one of those things. Um, and then I would say that my peak is that we did a little photo shoot with Michael before this. And it was really fun. Yes. Because we just did like official podcast photos. So, I'm so excited. Yeah, they're so yeah, cool. they're going to be cool. I'm so excited about them. They're going to be really cute. Mm-hmm. We did like multiple outfits fit changes and um we'll have like new cover art and just like content and stuff like that so and that was your first photo shoot I didn't yeah. know that I've never done a photo shoot you were a photo shoot virgin yes she popped your cherry <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny because I'm just so used to it and so many of our girls here have yeah. done them with us that I just assumed you had so well, you acted very natural until until, until the butt thing the butt thing and then you were like what in the world? I'm oh, like, oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize. <laughs> I just I'm couldn't to... get my butt to work, I guess. It just wasn't working. <laughs> my butt was broken. And Jess got it so bad. She like yeah. knew what to do. And I was like, I forget that yeah. not everyone's like taking photos. Yeah. But and I mean, also a have. lot of yeah, I mean, like I did like my wedding photos You've never and done stuff. Fashion. Yeah, but it's I've never different. done like. Well, and also like when you do photos, sometimes the poses feel so weird, but yeah. it doesn't translate that yeah. way. So you just feel so awkward. But but I'm excited to post all the photos yeah. and have them. So we'll see what our cover art ends up being, and you guys will get to see it. So, all right, Kaylee, do you want to go? Yeah. Um. My pit, my pit, my pit, my pit. My pit is that I'm working. Tomorrow's a Saturday and I'm working. Oh, like hair? Yeah. Dang it. Um, you, you don't ever work Saturdays. I don't what, have is it to. Just, yeah. She's like, my boss lets me have this. I will have worked three out of the four Saturdays in April. Why? Well, because my friends needed to get in. Oh. So I was like, okay. And then I have a girl coming from Kansas oh, that that's wanted cool. to get her hair done by me. So I'm doing it. But Is that tomorrow? Yeah. So that's my pit. Um, My peak. Um, I want to hear about your anniversary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My peak (laughs) was my anniversary. Yeah. So make up for Riker. I know I got railed by my parents. Um, (laughs) If you're listening, Kaylee's mom, we're sorry. Yeah, I got (laughs) railed by my parents. (laughs) Well, the first one back, I said that my pit was my birthday. And I explained why, but I'm not going to talk about it again because I got in trouble with my parents. But then I told Riker about it and he just sat there and like, he listened to it and he just was laughing, he was laughing. the whole time. He like didn't so. do much for her. And so she was like complaining. Yeah. And I was like, okay, um, it's fine. But he was like, everything you said on the podcast is everything you said to me. So like it, yeah. I wasn't taken aback or whatever. Have you told him that quote? This is my favorite thing Kaylee's ever said out loud. She said, the only thing men bring to the table is the audacity. <laughs> I literally want that stitch like, on a pillow. was dying. I want that on your bed. Yes. I literally want that stitched on a pillow. I said it to her the other true. day at school and she could not stop laughing. She thought it was so funny. Should we make that our school slogan? Like, <laughs> literally. No voice allowed. Um, Oh, but yeah. So last weekend was our anniversary. So in the morning we dropped Stevie off with my mom and my mom and dad took her for the night. And we, um, we went 
into Salt Lake and we went and saw Hairspray and then we checked oh, into our was hotel. Was this on Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. We okay, went. I went on Sunday. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. I it thought was, it was good. It was cute. Um, but then, yeah, so we stayed at a hotel and then we had friends in town um, from college. So we went out to dinner with like a bunch of college friends on Saturday, mm-hmm. on Saturday night. And then we went back to our hotel and after that and we had... Um, we didn't have to check out until noon the next day. So we got to sleep and it was like the best thing ever. That's the best gift you can have as a parent. I almost started crying. It was like a child free <laughs> night and I get to sleep in. This is amazing. There's nothing better. So yeah, but it was good. That's it was awesome. like just so nice and relaxing. And, and it's like, two years, right? Yeah. Oh, so fun. Two years. My aunt thought that it was a year oh. and I was like, like, do the math. Um, yes. So we have an eight month old child, even though it's a year. <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't work. But so yeah, so I remember good. when you first started working here, you were planning your wedding. Yeah. Like it you was would sit here on your laptop before. in the office and like be doing wedding stuff yeah. sometimes. And now it's like two years. Crazy. What's so your, fun. what's your ad- advice for people Ooh. about to Yeah. Cause married. you're about to get like married. planning a wedding <laughs> yeah. or, or just marriage. I think marriage. Like I think marriage. planning the wedding. I'm yeah. you're like, I'm doing a destination. I'm yeah. Like, my biggest advice like for the day of is don't worry about other people. Mm. Like, I think that I was really nervous about, like, I want everybody to have a good time. And, like, I was stressed out about, like, the program of it and, like, there being, like, a lull period or, like, people not having a good time. But my biggest advice for, like, the day of the wedding is, like, don't worry about other people. Like, they're there to celebrate you and, like, want to be there to celebrate you. So... And don't, something will always go wrong. You yeah, don't pay attention to it. Um, My biggest advice for marriage... <laughs> Um, I would say like, it's like how it's great to have like your hobbies and stuff together and like find your time to spend together. But it's also really important to have your time away from each other and like have your own friends and have like your own hobbies outside of each other. Because Mm -hmm. I cannot, I know people who their husband is literally like their only friend and like their only companion. And I just cannot, like, I love my husband and I love spending most of my time with him and stuff and doing everything with him. But I need like the outlet of friends and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. So you're probably really good at that because you have a lot going on outside. Yeah, of- that's my yeah, that's my yeah. biggest advice is that I that's just true though because I feel like if you do make your significant other your whole world, yeah. it's no. great, but you lose yourself and that's the person yeah. they fell in love with. So you still yeah. need to have like your own. Yeah, and so- I feel like. My fiance hates when I do this, but I'm always like, this is why people get divorced. Like I always am yeah. like, I like him psycho about it, but yes. like preventative. And he's like, let's get married first. And then we can worry about getting divorced. But I'm I always like, that. this is why people get divorced. But and you're, like, you are kind of a fixer and a planner. I yes. feel. So and just sense. the other night I had this like breakdown. Cause I'm like, I like, I already feel like things are so different from when we were dating. And yeah. I was like, thank goodness. But like, yeah. I do think that that's one of the things I think about a lot that I hear when I've had quite a few friends like get divorced, whatever. And I'm always, like listening in like what was the reason but yeah. the one thing was like oh we lost each other or we lost you know what I mean so that is really good advice because I do mm-hmm. think a lot of people it's just so natural to like just you're combining so much yeah. of your lives yeah. but yeah Peyton's really good at that he's he always is like we have to have separate friends like we do so much together but yeah I do think that so far we've been good at that but because it seems he has like passions of his own so do yeah. you and that's so helpful that's I true I couldn't imagine if we didn't have things yeah. like, no exactly and like for me I'm so busy that yeah. I don't know how I would 
Yeah. If I, someone yeah. was just like pining away for your every attention, they like would not, every second. Yeah, it would not work. Also, what would you talk about if you spent all day together no, and you didn't you. have separation? Mm-mm. What do you talk about in the evening when you no. come home that's from work? So you know, true. like, yeah, so how is your day? About? Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so true. When Jordan's like off season, sometimes it drives me nuts because he'll come here and just like follow me around. And I'm like, get out. Like, yeah. like when we were in yes. the break room and he's like out and I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm just doing some work in the office. Yeah. I'm like, and he tries oh. to talk to everyone. And I'm like, stop. It drives me nuts. Cause he, he expects me like, do you want to go to a movie at 2 PM? I'm like, no, I cannot do that. You're like, go golfing. No, literally. I'm like, you can go like do your golf simulator. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. But, That's so funny. Um, but no, I think that is good advice. Michael's getting married in a yes. month. In too, a month. So yes. that's like, like literally a month from yeah. Two days from now. Yeah, because what's today? The 21st? Yeah. Yeah, I get married mm-hmm. on the 23rd because so that's my lucky Tell number. us a little bit about your wedding. It's destination. Yes. So the, sorry, was that... Well, do your peak and pit and then oh, you sorry, can... Oh, sorry, yes. And then oh, we'll no, go into sorry. that. My yeah. peak and my pit is my wedding. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So perfect. Let's just tell us it's about it. It's so yeah. close. The but. peak is that I'm getting married and I never thought I'd get married. Re- wait, really? When Peyton asked my dad's permission, and I hope he listened to this, my dad <laughs> doesn't even know probably... What a podcast is. But literally my, when he asked for my dad's permission, my dad was like, yeah, there was a lot of years. We never thought I was going to get married because I was so busy and so work focused that I think they were just like, well, I guess this is, you know. So did you have the thought like, I don't want to get married or were you just always like, eh, it's, there's other priorities. I don't know because I think that people that don't have good luck in dating always say that, but yeah. you like want to get married. You just don't want to want to. So True. I think it was like, I wanted to get married in theory, yeah. but then when I would be like meet people or be on dates, I'm like, I do not want to get married. Yeah. So I think when I met Peyton, then it was like, Oh, I, I see why people get married, but there were a lot of years that I'm like, I don't know. Like, Cause it's like, if that's all you know is negative or like the guys you're dating, you could never imagine marrying them or the guys you're meeting for crying out loud. You could never imagine. It's hard to be like imagining something that's so far away. Yeah. So I think I wanted it in theory, but I just couldn't imagine anyone. Mm -hmm. How long were you guys, have you guys been together? Um, I think. Oh my gosh. I hate this question. Cause I, we didn't, so I did not let him call me his girlfriend or anything for like, I think it was like seven months we had been dating like n- always together nonstop because pretty much from the time we met like yeah. we were always together like we never dated other people and I was actually dating someone when we met sort of that's a funny Ooh, story about. I love it. so anyway yeah I um technically we met it was February of last year so oh, wow okay so it's been pretty so February quick. of 2022 <clears throat> mm-hmm. is yeah. when you met yeah, on our first date. Yeah. So then you, for seven months you dated and didn't let him mm-hmm. call your girlfriend and then engage. Like it's been pretty quick since then, then. Yeah. Wow. I think it was because I'm someone that is very, I'm very indecisive until I am decisive, but yeah. I never go back. Okay, good. So it was something where I was like teetering, like he never yeah. called me his girlfriend. There was even one time he had to take me to the hospital because I fainted and uh-huh. the doctor was like calling him. I think it was like, I think he was saying like your wife or fiance or something. Yeah. And it was like his plug later to be like, I didn't know what to call you. And I was like, <laughs> well, good thing that's never going to happen again. <laughs> that was my response. Like, I didn't know what to say. I was so, so gun shy because I yeah. really hadn't dated a lot of people. And just the idea of being someone's girlfriend, the commitment. I mean, looking back, I was kind of wild about it, but he's so chill about things. So he was like, He's like, I knew you'd come around eventually, but that's so good. He like waited it out. He was, yeah, it's the right fit because I think a lot of guys, well, I actually know a lot of guys will not stick around. No, they'd be like, Casey, Uh, yeah. yeah. That reminds me a lot of Kira. Kira always said, I'm never getting married ever, Mm -hmm. ever, ever. And then she did. And she says the same about kids, but 
then we're like, maybe, who knows? Yeah. But do you want kids? Do you know? Yeah, we, we want kids. I think it's hard because I don't, I still sometimes feel like I'm a kid. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's weird to think about being a kid. And then it's like my sisters are having babies mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just can't wait one day for that to happen. And then I'm like, people- but it always seems in the future. Like- yes. And my mom's like, you know, you're like 29, like you should I like think about your eggs aren't getting any younger. (laughs) And so I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so true. But in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, in five years and ten years, like I can't wait for that in the future. And then all of a sudden you realize that you like your friends. You're still in your head or like 20 years old, and it's like like in 10 years. Yeah. And And your kids have like seven-year-old children and you're yes. like wait when did yeah it's so insane we, we do but I definitely think it does scare me a lot which is probably a good thing yeah. that I'm not like with how it, busy like, and productive you are you're just like me we talk about this all the yeah, time and yeah. it's gonna be hard just yeah. to like switch that <laughs> mm-hmm. you know mindset know. a little and I think I feel like my one thing I'm at least like my one hope is that I thought I'd be that way in dating and I have been impressed with myself and I've been I've been proud of myself how much I've prioritized paying because okay. I never did that in the past, which yeah. is why things didn't work out. Yeah. You guys are together a lot. All, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And well, it, it seems like he supports you in your photo shoots and like you guys are always doing little yeah. like road trips. And- I'll bring, yeah, it took him a little while, but I don't know who it was more hesitant. I think he was more, I don't know who was more intimidating. Like I didn't want him there <laughs> because I like doing my thing. And our first yes. couple of photo shoots, I think he saw another side of me that he's like, Oh, holy hell. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cause I get so intense yes. during my photo, especially when it's my own, like I'm being shot or like, yeah. if it's my creative vision, like I get really intense about mm-hmm. it and I'm like, shoot it again, shoot it again. And he's like, okay, we're done. I'm like, no, like I can go for days. Yes. I do not stop. That's like the creative director. Oh my gosh. Not he, his girlfriend. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I think, I don't know, he's chill now, but yeah. I do wonder if after that first couple shoots, <laughs> he like, was like, so is he more passive or like, what would you say his personality is? Um, it's really hard to say. Cause I would, I would say more passive, but then I also feel like he's a very good communicator. Oh good. I was actually just talking to his mom and sisters about this, like how he is like dating. And they're like, he's so different than his personality. I feel like in a relationship, cause oh. he's very reserved. He's very quiet. Yeah. He's very like, not. I don't know. He's not really shy. He's just not conversational. Mm-hmm. And he always says, I just don't say things to say them. Whereas I do. Like, yes. I will just talk to, like, have noise. It's opposites attract. It's like yeah. yin and yang, though. I literally I would say, talk to have noise. That's the best quote I've ever heard. Because I'm the same. Like, just to fill the silence. Yes. Yeah. And he's not like that. And so at first it took me some time because I feel like there's different relationships. Like, my parents are both very chatty. So I grew up knowing, like, like they're best friends. And so they always talked and we would go on road trips and my parents would, as a kid, I remember they would be talking the Aww, whole time. Like cute. they would just was yeah. so cute. And Peyton and me initially was like, he can sit in silence like while we're driving and it would make me so uncomfortable at first. Yeah. And he's comfortable though. He's like, yeah, I'm he's fine. Chill. He's like, and I'd be like, what are you thinking about? And he's like, oh, just thinking about driving. And I'm like, <laughs> so it took some time, but it's yeah. funny because he's not really a, a passive person, but he's just very... I always, he doesn't think this is a compliment, but I always say he's the most normal guy I've ever met. Oh, I He's love just that. like normal. He doesn't have any, he's not high and low. He's yeah. just normal. And but like, that probably makes for such a nice relationship. Yes. Just easy. And Cause I know the other side. I think yeah. we all do. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. Dang. So what's the pit of your wedding? Sorry. I feel like I, we just keep no, you're sending right. you on tangents. The pit of my wedding is, um, I think the pit of my wedding is just, I don't know, like this it's not even that stressful, but well, it's also a destination, yeah. which I thought would be easier, but it's turning out to be almost like, well, it's just like, you have to get everything ready to pack to yeah. go. Everything has to be yes. there and everyone that's coming. How big is it? 
I think, well, initially it was going to be no one and yeah. then it was going to be our parents and then it evolved, which I don't think a lot of people knew this. So if anyone in my family's ah. listening, um, but now I think it's like 40. Okay. So it's like it's perfect though. He doesn't have a lot of extended family. I do, but we have large families. Both okay. of us. So, so just, just like all the siblings. details are hard. Yeah. I think the most difficult part is probably just like we're getting, we're working on like getting it sponsored and there's just all these different things that yeah. I just feel like are a lot of pressure for me to get done. Cause it's like, I have to do that. Cause yeah, it's like yeah. my social media. And so Peyton like does what he can. And he's basically the honeymoon is like his thing. Oh, and then good. the wedding has been more of my thing. But I just think all of that, like it's just a lot of pressure. Of like, oh, if we don't, then we have to pay. And yeah. Yeah. And making sure you get good content of everything while you're also wanting to enjoy it. That's hard. Yeah. Is it yeah. at a resort then? Or where are you getting married? Um, we're getting married on the beach. So right now we're working on, um, a, I have two sponsorships that I'm working on and I'm just not sure. It depends on like what they will okay. offer. So it's really just going to be, so it'll be on the beach. And then, um, we have like, I don't know how to say like venue is the mm-hmm. sponsor. So they're coming in and they'll like set everything up yeah. and like, that's what I, I did. Know. And it was the best thing ever. Yeah. And we're not doing a reception. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big thing. I did not. Are you going to do like a dinner or just like you're done and I, yeah, well, we're having Chick-fil-A cater. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> That's so awesome. we're catering Chick-fil-A. Perfect um, wedding. And so I just wanted, that was something I'm like, I just wanted my own wedding. So like I'm designing my own dress, having it made. Like there were things I really cared about yeah. and then things I literally do not care about. And I really thought I'd be a bridezilla and I'd be hyper-focused. And I honestly like, I feel like I haven't even planned half of it. Like yeah. I still get texts from my family, like my siblings, like what are the wedding colors? I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, in one month. <laughs> yes. I have been very but you surprised. Know what? That is so great because you're yeah. going to look back and be way more appreciative of this time rather than if you were just stressed up till the second yeah. it's done. Timing, so yeah. But yeah. McKinley's okay. wondering what we want for lunch. Oh, you and I. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Do you guys um, want anything? She can, she's by the mall, so she can go anywhere. I'm like, I just need like protein of some sort. Yeah. You guys are healthy. I'm like, is Chick-fil-A around? Now? Right. Like, there I'm is like, actually. I might I say Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Is that annoying? Did you yeah. see that we have an air fryer in the break room no. now because of McKinley? She brought an air fryer? Yes, because the she other day, um, the other day, uh, Morgan was eating Chick-fil-A and it had gotten cold and sat there for a while. McKinley was, and Morgan was like, man, an air fryer would be so, man, an air fryer like, would be so good right now. That's Morgan. And, <laughs> and McKinley goes, done. And no. she had just like ordered one off of Amazon. That's she so she is the she literally for Christmas made every person who works here, which is probably close to thirty people, a plate of homemade cookies. A whole plate, a whole like plate. there had to have been probably ten to fifteen cookies on those Wait, plates. That's yeah, so she's cute. so cute. Yeah. She's the best. So yeah. Oh, she wants to know what do you want? Oh yeah, we got to tell her our orders. Um, just tell her I want. Just number one, just a chicken sandwich. And okay. then I make sure you get honey roasted barbecue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just talked about this. <laughs> That's the best. Chick-fil-A, like, it's even though for it's fast food, I feel like it's not. It's like, for it's, the soul. It is. That is so true. It is. I love it. It is literally. Um, I always say Chick-fil-A calories do not count. They don't. I just don't think they do. Mm-mm. They're the Lord's calories. They're the Lord's they calories. They're not. <laughs> Although they're, they're not, not on Sundays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But the, I always crave it on Sundays because it's I not open. I don't pay that all the time because yes. we eat on Sundays. At, well, especially after church, I'm like, yeah. we have to go get like, I'm so So you're not the type that's like, I can't go out on a Sunday. because No, I think I used to be. And yeah. I think I tried to be because I do like, even for me, even if it wasn't a religious standpoint, like I like the idea of having a day yes. of rest. A day of rest. Yeah. Yes. I do reset. like that a lot, but I don't. But sometimes you need some Chick-fil-A. But sometimes <laughs> the day of rest is like going to in and out Exactly. And yes, I, I agree. I need my, that. Yeah. My yeah. parents are like very like, do not like do that stuff yeah. on Sundays, but Riker's family like 
is. And I'm like, I'm not like going out and like, I don't know. I just like, yeah, it's, you know, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it is like for my parents, they would always say like, you don't want other people to have to work. True. Was always the mindset that they would. And everything in Utah is closed on Sunday. So, oh my gosh, nothing is open past 10 or on Sunday. I'm like, (laughs) it's just crazy to me. Like business ideas. And I'm such a business, like entrepreneur mindset. Yes. And I probably drive him nuts, but I'm always thinking about like, why is a business successful? So I was telling him like with so delicious, Mm -hmm. that is the most genius business idea to start a soda shop, a cocktail soda shop in Utah. Yeah. And the Mormon bar. Yes. And it's just so crazy to me. And, and that's why there's so many branch offs of it and copycats, but they all do well. And it's not like coffee either, Mm -mm. you know? No. And that's why I think it's just so interesting. Like with Chick-fil-A. Oh, my point is, is that with Chick-fil-A, I just, that's why I say it's Lord's food because I just can't (laughs) figure out why it's so like, it tastes good, but it's like a lot of things taste good, but like, Here's an example. You I'm go to Carl's Jr. and get a chicken sandwich. It's not the same thing. Their you know? chicken like, is unmatched. Unmatched. Like, it you like right. Southern I love comfort. the fashion. Okay, but you it's know the so secret? It's so good. Do you know the secret of their chicken is that they soak it in pickle <gasps> brine? Pickle what? brine? Yes. One of oh my, my gosh, friends worked. That. Actually, my sister worked there for a little bit in college. Oh. They soak their chicken and the chicken, I don't know if it's the chicken breast. I hope they don't. They like they're gonna watch um, Chick Fil A if you're listening. <laughs> we should get an episode sponsored by them. Yes, but truly though, you they soak it in. I think it's like pickle brie or something. It's wow. like a specific. Oh I don't gosh. know. It makes sense because it has so, a specific taste. Yes, yeah. there's a girl on TikTok that makes pickles. Like she like oh. does like her own types of pickles. So she like plays around and like yeah. tries all these different kinds. And she made a TikTok of her. She soaked her chicken breast in p- the pickle brine and then oh. cooked it. Yeah. So that so makes sense. Maybe that that's what Chick-fil-A does. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It makes sense because they, their they have food their is like Southern comfort. Like it tastes like yeah. just something Because it started in the South. It did. Huh? Yeah. It's like, I, I, I love that we have it in Utah, but we didn't like five years ago or something. Like it's yeah. relatively it's new. It's blown up. Yeah. yeah. I just think about that. Like, Speaking of Chick-fil-A, I actually think that they're genius with like what they do. And I think that we at the Academy need to implement this in our interview process, but you know how like everyone at Chick-fil-A is like very nice. Like they're known for customer service. Dutch bros is similar where they, Mm -hmm. they are trained to talk to you. If your drinks being made, they lean out the window and ask you what your favorite holiday is. It's sometimes annoying, but like they'll climb into your car. Like (laughs) (laughs) they do like to talk. Yeah. You're you're like my pleasure. Like, what do you think in their interview process? Like I, I always wonder, cause they have a specific type of person who works there. Well, I think culture is so strong that I don't think a grumpy person would want to work. There. I guess that's true. Cause I feel like you really do attract a certain vibe and they do. I don't know how they created it necessarily, but I just want to know. I think it's so strong that it's like, yes. And so I think part of it with Chick-fil-A is like a really a grumpy person would not true. like to be there. Yeah. True. So I think part of it is the culture is so strong, but I also think that they just fire people. Like when yeah. my sister worked there, I asked her like, are people genuinely that nice? And she's like, yeah. Like and they, they just have a person they hire and they don't. But also this is what I've heard too. Some insight about Chick-fil-A yeah. is that the way that they hire though. And I've heard this from multiple people. Cause I have another friend who worked for Chick-fil-A in management. So I like know a lot, but 
She told me that the reason that they do so well, though, is because they don't overload their workers. So Chick-fil-A has oh. double employees of mm. most other people. So one person's job it's is true. their they're only always crowded. job. So like if you're taking orders, like most people at McDonald's, they're taking orders, they're running to the back, they're doing this, yeah. they're grumpy, they're burnt out. Chick-fil-A sees the value and like they really have, like she's like, you almost get like, not not really bored, but you have one single job. Like you are job. the fry person. Yes. That's it. Like So you have one job that wow. you do. And so it's not chaos. Because have you ever like seen it be like you've seen McDonald's on a busy day and it's like everybody's like people are quitting. It's there's fires mm-hmm. everywhere. It's yeah. crazy, screaming bombs. But like yeah. Chick-fil-A, even when they're so busy, they're not like it's a well oiled machine. Yeah. Yes. And it's because they have they have more employees doing things. And so they don't like stress people out. Interesting. And I've heard that, which is very interesting. And then so I- opposite of what I do to you. <laughs> Literally everything is on your plate. Well, I think part of it is that they also have, like, it's like, okay, I don't know. Well, this isn't going to be in there, but people don't, like, aspire for Chick-fil-A. It's true. If you aspire for a job, like a director, like, you know there's going to be different things. But, like, if I was at Chick-fil-A and I had that workload, I would have a very different energy. Yeah. Yeah. You're, like, smushing the fries in there, like... (laughs) I guess that's true. That's so like true. If I ran every job <laughs> and <laughs> that is so true. So I, think I guess that makes it corporations like that they are lucky because there's not a ton of people wanting to like climb the ladder unless you want to own yeah. one or like franchise yeah. it. It's like it's a part time job they usually. Also pay a lot. They do. I've heard they pay really well. Like, so does In and Out. Yeah, they pay a lot, and so people want to work there. And I just love it. I should be. I literally feel like they're catering the wedding. That's yeah. how much I love Chick Fil A. I love it too. I've never had a bad experience and me and Peyton will go and sometimes things will happen. We'll be like, nope, not Chick-fil-A. Like, nope. I'm like, oh, is the sauce in here? And he's like, of course the sauce like, is in there. Mike out, we're at Chick-fil-A. They <laughs> make those mistakes. And they Chick-fil-A never Chick-fil-A would never. They literally never yes. have. It's so and true And sometimes though. there have been times where I'm like, oh no. And he's like, it's Chick-fil-A. Imagine having a business that that's just your reputation. Like you, they're, they're perfect. Like literally. I, they are. They do it? I've never heard anything. Nothing. Negative about no. Except that they're closed on Sundays. That's the only yeah. downside. Yeah. But also like they need a break too. I get it. Which <laughs> also people respect more because it's like, true. wow, a day for your employers to have off. Yeah. Employees to have employees, off. Employees, yeah. Because well, it's like. I, 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 have you guys seen the show Undercover Boss? Yeah. I've seen it. Like a season yeah, or an episode. Yeah, me too. I've, yeah, I've, I've only actually watched the Dutch Bros one, but I think it's so interesting because like the owner of the company goes into like all the stores yeah. that like they don't know who he is and you know, whatever. And I think it's so interesting. Like my company's not big enough to do that, obviously, but I just think it's so interesting. And you're to, here like, too much. Well, you're I'm here also way too like much. An influencer. Yeah. I, don't I like put what, on like glasses and I like don't a even hat. know what the owner of Dutch Bros looks like. Oh, it's like an older guy. Like you wouldn't even know. And he's very like laid back surfer dude. Like, and he didn't even know how to like make a cup of coffee. Like it's crazy. So like they're it's teaching business, him things, yeah. but it is cool. Cause I'm like, I would love to be a fly on the wall at some of my businesses without them knowing I'm there. Cause I always tell yeah, you like I things are like different when I'm there. Security though. Can you just watch footage. I guess that is true. I but could. can you hear audio though? or to be a person that they they're talking yes. to me but they don't know it's me like yes. I want to hear you complain but you don't know it's me or something you know that's a good point I'm like I could tell you about yeah it. I'm like I could probably I get enough phone calls I know but <laughs> yeah but no, I also I think feel it's like you have a lot more involvement like people are True. more involved so I feel like, like that, some of these like people have never met the CEO they he, don't know yes. yeah and like for the guy like the Dutch bros guy yeah he walks into places where he doesn't even know who works there oh yeah so At for all. you, it's like, you know, all your employees. And so I also think too, you hear about when people are upset, he literally has no clue. And how many stores do they have? It's like crazy. That's so. what I'm, yeah. I guess that's true. He has no idea. He walks in and he's like, Oh, I don't know any of these people. Oh, yeah. I don't know who hired them. Like it's yeah. just so different. But. It's true. 
Well, we have a lot in common when it comes to business. And that's why I wanted to bring you on. And it's why I wanted to hire you because I feel like you are a lot like me. Yes. So (laughs) you do so many things. Mm -hmm. So you like are a photographer, a fashion designer, Mm -hmm. an educator. You run my school. You're a hairdresser. You do so many things and you're always up on your stories at 4am. Like, so do you sleep is my first question. And my second question is kind of tell us like, I guess what you what your life is like. Yeah. I also feel like my question for you is if you sleep, cause I think you sleep the same. <laughs> I sleep. So whatever. You probably, know. probably about the same. Um, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't sleep. I yeah. think I like to think I do, but then Peyton sometimes is like, you do not sleep. And we had the, I had my bridal shower in Michigan. And one of the questions was about like being an early riser. And he's like, she literally doesn't sleep. So yeah, he's like, like she's awake all the time. I Are am you a vampire. Like, I, I think part of it is, I'm just on all the time. And so once I wake up and that's why sometimes like I'll have to like take sleeping medicine mm-hmm. to get my brain off because once I wake up, like even if I like wake up to go to the bathroom in the night, I won't, I'm up. And it's so same. I think sometimes it's like that 3am like pee, like I'm up already. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, going to go edit. <laughs> yes. And then literally I'm like grabbing my computer and like, okay, like I just don't, I think that's part of it, but, yeah. um, no, I don't sleep. And I also, I think Sorry, what was your other question? Just tell us about maybe like your career as a whole. Yeah, like all the things you've done and what you do now. Because I think it's so interesting that you've dabbled in so many areas, you know? And I think that part of that is because they all kind of stemming some type of creativity, like education more by trade, I think. I mean, obviously hair and education, but... I think so much of it was just one thing led to another. And probably it's the same for your business. It's like, I initially was interested in hair because yeah. mm-hmm. I grew up in Michigan. Like there's not high fashion. And yeah. you'd think there would be more because we're so close to New York, but we have True. zero. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, I was talking to her about it and she was like, that's why I go like thrift shopping yes. in yes. when I'm back there because mm-hmm. I can get my hands on things like that like oh. people here are wearing or oh, like, yeah. cause they're not up to the trends. I like even that. these pants, these are like these high waisted, they, they literally put and there's, they're like vintage eighties. I find these when I go home all the yeah. time, you would not get these, Mm-mm. these would not even make it to no. the shelf in Utah. No. So that is one thing. So when I go thrift shopping, I go home and I get like vintage everything, like the dad sweaters, the Midwestern dad sweater, you know, that like vintage vibe. But it's like, they're like real trash and it's like your treasure. You're like, like, it's so different. I love it. So your initial, like you initially started with hair and then things grew from there. So I initially started with hair and then I think it was just like growing up in Michigan, there just wasn't a lot like hair was like the creative realm. I felt like, especially back in 2000 and what, like, yeah. What year did you get licensed? 2012. Okay, cool. So that was kind of when I was like, yeah, that was my first endeavor. And then when I was in hair school, it was like, I got to do like a hair fashion show and it Mm -hmm. really was just like the Michigan state, like charity event that they let (laughs) us go and do hair, but it was like my big break. And I remember this moment of being like, I want to do high fashion. And then I started just, I think a lot of it is just, and you talk about this, just like consistency. And I really think if you just keep at things, like it just slowly progressed and it turned into like I don't even know. I'm like thinking back and I'm like, then it was like photography was interesting to me because that was new. And then Mm -hmm. Instagram came out and then I was on social media and then that turned into like influencing. But at the time it was like photography and influencing were one and the same. Like you weren't an influencer if you weren't a photographer, kind of like it seemed. So then that sort of spiraled into being 
a photographer plus an influencer, then that was working with brands. And then that mm-hmm. built into being like, oh, I want my own brand. And then that turned into starting my own company. And then that turned into like fashion week and then traveling and then still doing hair. And yeah, then like a domino effect. Yes. And because I did hair for so long and then it turned into teaching and then that turned into education. And so it's been, I started young. I mean, I graduated a year early from high school. So I really started when I was like 17. So, I mean, wow. it's been, yeah, like 10, yeah. 11 years really that I've been like, yeah actively doing it. But yeah, it's so hard because when people, and probably you feel this way too, both of you, it's like, we were like, what do you do? I'm just like, I don't even know. Like, how do you even say it? I literally don't know. And so I'm like, oh, I, I work in education. And then they're like, oh, and then they have all these questions. And I'm like, oh, or I just say, oh, I do influencing. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I never met an influencer. Or you say I have a fashion line. And then they're like, how do you, and I just, I'm like, oh my gosh. If anything I say, I think sparks interest. Cause I think a lot of people are curious about the creative realm of career. So, but sometimes I just want to be like, I'm an accountant. Nobody asks accountants (laughs) questions. Except for, can you do my taxes? Yes. Like literally. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, I hate math, which is yes. what I say to people. Literally, you're right. You need to have a very vanilla description yes, of that. And so- well, I think people like our personalities, um, you have so many interests in so many things that you can't just do one thing. That's why I'm like, yes. I have a podcast and a hair school and extension line. And like, because you, you, you get so excited about each yes. thing and you put your creativity into yeah, it. I think that's really true. And I think it all stems from the same, like for you, it's really all hair related. Yes. And like, for me, it really still stems in like creativity and like high fashion editorial. Like that's always been really the direction or that's always kind of been the root, I guess, of it all. Um, and I think part of it, like growing up where I did, it just didn't exist. And so it always seemed like something that was so foreign to me that I always wanted to know about was like Mm -hmm. fashion week and fashion shows. And then the more I started going and, and things like that. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't ever really even know what to say when people ask, but yeah, I think a lot of it really is just following the interest. Like, yeah. oh, this would be cool. Or, oh, I'm interested in that. And then just pursuing it. I also do not have the ability to do anything 99%. Mm-hmm. It has to be not even 100%. It has to be like 110. Yeah. And I've always been that way. I'm just 100% committed to the things that I do. And so if I'm going to do something, it's it has to be successful. Yeah. And you have to see it through. Yes. And I think that's a toxic trait and also a really... It's a great trait, but it can be hard on yourself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's really where if I decide to do something, anyone that knows me is like, it's going to happen. She will do that. Like yep. if she says she's going to be the president, she will be running for <laughs> office. And I think that that's great. But then it's also sometimes like I can't not do it. I yeah. can't stop. Yep. And so I think that's also why going back when we talked about relationships, that always was so hindered because it was like... Yeah. I, there was really no one else that ever superseded like that need to yeah. complete that yes. and do that. And so, and I still feel like it's similar. And I think, you know, really having, finding the right person is key in that. But I also think it was something where <clears throat> bad timing, like <clears throat> I'm always like in the middle of about to start a fashion line or I'm yeah. like always having some new endeavor, but yeah. So do you have a line right now? So I had a line in 2018 is when I first started. And then after COVID, we shut down production. And then I was like, I don't know if I want to go back to fashion design. It was something that I wanted to do, but I was kind of in a time of like, I think Jess and I talked about this, but I really had quit social media for a while. And so I didn't think I would go back to like fashion. And I'd had some experiences like at fashion week and I was really starting to un ravel the darker side of yeah. the industry. And so for me, it was a shutdown. And then it took me a couple of years to come back out of that and just have a better balance than I did. And it was really unhealthy. I think that type of that industry and the fashion industry and influencing yeah. in- industry anyway. So then coming back to it and like 
all sort of, you know, unraveling into. Yeah. So was it just like clothing? Like, yeah. Yeah. So the initial launch was like formal wear. Okay. So like skirts and dresses and hair accessories. And then the idea was always to kind of bring it into more. But then after 2020, Mm. it was like nothing was happening. And that was also at a time, like just when I was like, okay, I think I need to be done. Like social media, I was probably doing the best I ever had been doing, but Mm -hmm. also was probably the most unhealthy I've ever been in my life was at that time. And so I was like, okay, I need to take a break. I went home. I feel like a lot of people, I moved home and my parents have like a house across from their house. It's like in the woods. And I always tell people, I'm like, I went and sat in the woods for like a year. It's like her folklore era. Yes. <laughs> That's literally, so cool. Literally, literally it was my folklore era. I'm so jealous. And I just sat there and I still, it's so nostalgic for me. And that's why those albums yeah. are so nostalgic. Yes. And it and came I, out around that time. Yes. So wait, with your personality type, what did you do? Did you literally do nothing? Yeah. How? I don't know. I think I was so, that's why I knew it was so bad. Oh, okay. Because I had gotten to such a place of mental and emotional burnout. Mm. And it was like, I had gotten to these peaks of career and these dreams and these goals. But then it was also like, looking back, even now I'm like, oh my gosh, I must've really been burnt out. Cause I can't even sit still. Yeah. So the fact that, I mean, I was with my family also, and oh, okay. I had like my niece and I was, so I also feel like I was really just with my family all the time. It was also 2020. So people weren't really doing anything. There was no choice. So I, you had moved back to Michigan yeah, and you were there for a year yeah, or, and just awesome. sat in the woods. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so I quarantined jealous. in Michigan too. Oh, wait, <laughs> what? Yeah, my parents lived there during um COVID. Yeah. That's we were living there. The I know. We I, I was in, in the woods. Northville. What's it next to? Um, well, it's like 45 minutes outside Detroit. Oh. So they originally like were in Gross Point and then they moved to um, Okay, so I was two hours south. Where do you're in Lansing? Well, I went to school in Lansing, but my parents oh. so I grew up. So it's almost like Indiana, like like Fremont, Indiana. We're like 20 minutes north of that. Okay. It's like right on the border. But yeah, that was where I was at for like a year. And I think I was still busy. I also actually, now that I think about it, I'm like, wait, I forgot this key element. (laughs) Is I also was writing a book. Oh, of course. I knew it. I was like, there's something. Oh my gosh. I'm dead. I'm (laughs) laughing. So I, okay. So I actually was writing a book about my experience and it was called enough. And I'm still writing and I've been working on it. And aren't you doing an Instagram with that? Like you did some, okay. It just turned out to be. your TikTok is like that, right? Yeah. yeah. And it just turned out to be such an emotional process of unraveling like yeah. that I just like it. I thought it would be done in a year. It'd be a really great book. It'd be really inspiring for people who have a hard time finding that yeah. balance. But then it was like so emotionally like hard to write. And I still yeah. sometimes can't finish it because I go yeah. back and I go to write and I don't want to like. Basically, I think what happened was I hid behind all my insecurities with social media. And so it was like, it's so easy to do that. You can hide anything. And so I think I was hiding so much of that. And then I think it was really liberating to like write about it. And it's like, it didn't have power over me anymore. Like all those things that were difficult and hard. Yeah. But then it was like, but it triggers it. I'm sure. Yes. And yeah. so sometimes I still am like, oh, I have to go back and write this chapter. But about I think that you should if you I, can, because yeah. oh. I think that's really cool that you're kind of like showing that side of influencing because yes. I think that social media is shifting a little more now where people do like to see real yeah. and struggles. But for a while it was very like oh picture perfect. And 
You just don't know what goes on. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think part of it was like, it was like the perfect storm because it was like social media. I was going to fashion week. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I was doing influencing. Plus I was in the fashion world. Plus I was in the hair world. Yeah. Which can also be a hard industry. Yes. And so I think just all of it together. Um, I'm still laughing that I was like, I did nothing. And then I'm like, oh, Oh, I I was writing a book. Like, and I almost finished it. And then I just, it turned into so much more. But yeah, I actually forgot I did write that book. And that was my second book that I wrote. So I had the experience of my other book that I wrote, but they're polar opposites. One is called Who Are You? And it's, I wrote it about building a social media brand. Oh, wow. And so I was doing some traveling and public speaking for that. But then that's when COVID happened. So I was like, you know, I went back home, but then I was like, oh, I could write another book. That's yeah. the polar opposite about building it's a literally brand how to build this and then how to literally take it down. <laughs> how to build this and then how to not like die and lose yourself in and it. lose who you are. In yeah. It. So, so did, did that whole year, did you not go on social media either? I don't remember. Okay. But I you kind of stepped back for a yeah, minute. And we were also, I was also working on hair accessories, but it was hard because I was at okay. home. And so like my sisters were like helping me and I just yeah. was like, this is a... Yeah. Not that they were a disaster, but it just was like, I was still kind of trying to like not completely leave it. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah. So you're on social media now. Yeah. So how did you kind of like ease back into that in a healthy way or like get your passion back for it? And you're doing the clothes again. Yeah. I think part of it was I just stopped working on social media. So like now I'll, I use it for advertising purposes. Like we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier, like it's still an asset to my business, but before it like was your income, your life. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. it was where I would make, you know, pretty substantial amount of my income. And so I was still working in academia and like, I obviously still had other things I always have, but it was like the pressure of your entire life being the, your means of income is like the most toxic form of work. Like it's the worst. And so I honestly label, like, I really feel like I put it up there with like the most challenging, but so, yeah, I, I think you mentioned easing back into it. I think I was just really, I think I just stopped like doing paid stuff. Okay. I just did it for fun. Yeah. I love that. And I think that took a lot of pressure off of it. And I still was using it for means of like photography. Like yeah. I was still booking clients or like still using it for other aspects or like business, but I wasn't like getting paid to say I liked something. I wasn't getting paid to do that. And yeah. so I think that's where I had to draw that line. And yep. I think that was the most difficult part. And I also think just resetting myself, I think very differently now than I used to. Yeah. And I used to not, like I was so unaware of myself until I like took that year off. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh my gosh, I've been, like I almost had no self-awareness because you're so in it. Yes. And then you get removed and it's like, yes. whoa. Yes. And it was so wild. And so yeah. I think part of me now, I have a lot, like I know my triggers. Like, oh, wow. When there's these really monumental things that don't feel, yep. when they feel like an inconvenience. And so that's why like with the fashion line, it was initially supposed to launch much sooner because it's like, okay, no, I need to push that back. And I would have never in a million years done that before. Yeah. I would have never like pushed back. But now you're realizing the benefit. Yeah. In that. And I'm okay. like, people can wait. It can wait. It'll still be phenomenal then. And the fashion line you're focusing on now, it's more like everyday pieces, right? Or is it yeah. more like elevated though? Yes. So I'm the idea. I'm so excited. I know. The, I know. I'm literally, it's like my passion project of oh, a lifetime. So fun. But I think it's because I found it and I rooted it in something that mattered a lot to me. And I didn't think before I really did. Like before it was like high end couture was like the goal and yeah. fashion week and all those things. And then I started going to fashion week and like then it was like, I 
I don't want this. No. And so I had to find my own voice in it and I had to find my own way. So yeah, so it is more like casual pieces. I mean, I definitely can't say we won't start doing couture gowns yeah. in a year just because I know myself, but <laughs> it'll have to be a hundred percent, but it is more for the everyday girl. Whereas before it was like, you know, $300 skirts and now yeah. it's very different. So now we have different pieces and things that are more it. for like your everyday person. It's also marketed a little bit more towards, yeah, like your everyday person, not like fashion week. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure we'll have those collections, but for which now. Which is great to build a fan base and clientele, but then expand off of it. Yes. And, awesome. and the average person, like that's what I realized from a business perspective is the average person is not buying those things. And so unless you want to be in that world and like in high end couture where, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so, it's very toxic. And so I think that, you know, bringing it back and being able to say like, okay, I'm going to do this for like the everyday girl and design pieces that I care a lot about. Um, and then you gain like that clientele or like the, um, that just like grow your business and then you can add on to it and like add those more expensive, like more extravagant things to it. Yeah. And have more variety. Yes. So when's your launch? Do you know? I can't say it was supposed to be, um, in two months. Okay. But then I think from what we talked about, I think I'll, it'll be right now it's fall. Okay. So the, initially there was going to be a really, really big launch because my birthday is September 23rd because oh. 23 is my lucky number. Wait, so was mine. We have so much in common. That's 23 weird. Is literally 23 is my, my password for everything. It's literally like, well, my- I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> <laughs> literally. Well, it's not though. Tim would go well, wild. Some of my like, old stuff. Like, oh, it's always okay. Yeah. 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 I've changed some of it. Yeah. Your tag would die. He's like, are you kidding? No. Get on security. No, 23 is my oh, lucky cool. number. Okay, cool. And so uh, that's why I thought, okay, maybe we'll just do one large launch, like push everything that was going to be um, now, push that back to August or until September. Okay. And then have just because of the burnout and yeah. realizing that and not getting sucked back into what I've done before, which is that's a hard lesson when you're a workaholic is to say, instead of it being now, 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 go, 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 maybe waiting a while or pushing it out is going to give you the most success and do it the right way. I have a hard time with that. It is. It sometimes feels impossible. I think Peyton helps me now. And we joke about this all the time. He's like, if I wasn't here, I don't think you would eat or sleep. (laughs) I don't. He's feeding you while you're working for Peyton. He literally has. And it's so funny because I'm a hyper focuser and I've had, I talk about my OCD sometimes, but I was like, for real, I am not, Uh I'm not like someone that's like clean. And they're like, I have OCD. And it's like, no, you just like to clean things. But the obsessive behavior, and oh, that's yeah. where I think drove me to such an unhealthy place. Yes. But it's hard, especially in a culture that values so much of like workaholism that it's like mm-hmm. easy because you're validated in it. And yes. so it's like validated in this something that's actually really unhealthy. Yeah. And so that's where I think it was allowed to get so far. And I always lived alone. I mean, I've always lived far away from so home. So no one even saw it. No one ever knew. And so I think that's where it got a little bit tricky because yeah. like maybe like a roommate or a friend, like I have friends who will say stuff, but it was funny because when, when my... Um, best friend met Peyton. We were driving in the car and she was like, make sure she eats and drinks less of these. And it was like, like caffeinated beverage. And he was like, Michael always has a Red Bull with her. And he was like, I remember the time he was like, yeah, I feel like she's, and she's like, uh, you don't know yet. Yeah. And now, and I, this is very bad, but 
because I think it is also important to talk about the things that are also difficult. Cause it's like, you see these people who are working nonstop and it's yeah. like something you aspire to be like. And so I always am hesitate when people are like, you work so hard. And I'm like, yeah. but you also have to be careful to not glorify that. So yeah. like there are many, many, and by many, I mean, sometimes every day where Peyton will come over to my apartment. He's like from work and he'll be like, and I'm at my computer and he's like, have you ate? Like, have yeah. you? And I'm literally have not consumed anything. No yep. water, no food. And even when you and I at the yeah. school were working and your mom came in and she was like, are you guys going to like take a break? And we're both like, we're like no. What does that mean? Like, what time is it? I'm yeah. a hyper focuser. And same, so same. he is so helpful because he literally sometimes will like bring food and he's like, okay, here's a little food. Yeah. And I also, it gets so bad to the point where like, I'll have to pee so bad. And I won't go because I'm too busy working yes, on something. Same. Save and yourself I'm, a UTI. Right? And I've never had one, which is so <laughs> lucky. Funny. I yeah. never, well, I think when I was younger, I had one, but that was, I wasn't working. That was when you were working. You yeah. Like seven, just- I know, literally. So yeah, that's yeah. something where I always make sure I say like, okay, but it's not always something to aspire to. Like yeah. there is a side of it that is unhealthy. But you need to have balance. That yes. is my biggest struggle. I, I don't have it. So I that's why I know. I know. I don't either. And I think, well, Peyton helps me to have it. But even Good. then, sometimes I feel like, I do push it a little bit where like he'll come yeah. over and I'm working and then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's nine. And he's just been like sitting there like, <laughs> like wait, when did you get here? <laughs> yeah, I know. And so, and it's so hard to deal with like the, like when you do take a break and like take a moment for yourself, you're like, your mind is just going and it's like, yes. I have this to do. I have this to do. And then like, you feel guilty for just and like sitting out. around and like not doing anything. But at the same time, it's like, you, need you have to, to learn react. to take care of yourself and like take a moment. Yeah. to like breathe. Yeah. I saw a psychiatrist that, <laughs> that told me it. that. Okay. And he was very like, um, I think he was middle. He wasn't middle Eastern. Oh, I don't remember what he, well, anyway, we can cut that out, but his background was not from America. So okay. he said, Americans, your culture is so like, it's such a workaholic and consumerism yeah. culture, yes. not even as much of like hardworking, but like to consume. It's yes. not even like working for like pride. We like work for money. Yes. Like we want money. We want totally. followers. We want fame and fortune. And so yep. he was very helpful to me actually. And I worked with him with my OCD for a long time and, and he would always say, sit and do nothing. Mm. And did I, that kill you? I actually don't know how many times I even, yeah. you're like, I did not. <laughs> and I, he always would say that he'd be like, wow. sit and do nothing. And I remember, and he had a really heavy accent, so we, I can't even mimic it, but he was yeah. so funny. And he'd be like, look at you. He'd be like, you're exhausted, lifeless. Look, yeah. cause I would go, in, I literally would go there and I would be so, that was when I was really getting unhealthy with yeah. like how much I was working. And I did the math. Cause I think he actually asked me to, but I did the math and I was working like 83 yeah. hours a week. Wow. Like that was the worst. And That's so insane. Oh, it's so I'm so bad. curious to see you in motherhood because I feel like that has translated over for me where yeah. I'm either like I I I add that energy to my kids. Like yeah. when I'm home, I'm doing everything for them and I'm cleaning. Like I can't sit yes. and watch a movie with my husband. Like yeah. he literally gets so mad at me because I'm like I don't either. Me and Peyton have started so many movies yes. that he's never finished. I'm like still on my phone or like laptop or like cleaning or doing dishes or like I I can't. It's sit so still. hard. Yeah. Does it make you nervous to have kids because of that? You're like putting like somebody else for yeah yes I think it's me and Peyton talk about that and we've we've talked about like different rules that we have yeah and he's really good about keeping me accountable so I know that when I do veer off of that he'll, he'll be like okay remember we have this goal and one of our rules that we've talked about is like always mom or dad unless mm. it's like a babysitter like someone that's there for like a weekend yeah. but we've talked about like if I work that much then he will stay home we're like oh good. that's always kind of been a, which I don't know how it's gonna work out yeah. but that's always been a conversation we've had is like the main focus 
is always like, it's either mom or dad. And one of us will balance that out. I love that you've had that conversation before you even had kids. Yeah. That's great. I yeah. feel like I'm, well, because I'm a planner, I'm yes. like, when I talk about divorce, I'm like, people get divorced because kids, people get yes. divorced because of this. And he's like, oh my yeah, kids and money. We have yes. to cover like all thing. the bases so that yes. there's no room for error. It's so yes. true. And it's like, yeah, <gasps> yeah. Especially even money. Like we talk about that a lot and I'm always like planning stuff out in yep. that way. Like, but totally. But yeah, that's good though. I think it's, it is good to have that because you will be successful in anything you do, but it, you're right. You have to kind mm-hmm. of like rein it in and have yeah. balance. I I know. I'm always like, are you ready to be a stay at home dad? But <laughs> he's a hard worker as well. I think he's just very like Peyton has mastered balance oh, and he's so very, jealous. very good at that. And he works hard, but he also like relaxes hard. Like he's also yeah. like knows when to, and I do not. Same. So I do think that it does help. I don't know if Jordan's like that or I don't know. He, like He is right- a little bit. He is a go getter. He loves people. He has to be on the phone at all times. Like he can't just like like sit. socializing. Uh huh. Oh. Like he drove to California and it was like what ten hours or whatever, and he was on the phone the whole time. He said he's like I just called different people. He cannot be alone with his thoughts. He- <laughs> oh, that's a therapy yeah. session too. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm, he's probably worse than I am. He likes to hear his own voice. He does. That is very <laughs> much it. But he also can lay on the couch and watch YouTube for seven hours. And I can't do that. I I can't. That's very rare. It's like when he gets to a point though, you know, like he, he's been working for three weeks straight. Like burnout yeah. kind of like a crash. Like he's like, when I come home, I need to just chill and do nothing. Cause he works at a state, oh. but I'm like, okay, but you can't do that. Cause like uh, yeah. we have kids. So like, I'm like, yeah. do you just feel come like home? you ever relax? No. Like what's relaxation? I schedule times to like go get a massage once a month. And that okay. is like my thing I do for myself. Cause I'm like, that forces me. Yeah. You do things that like force you yes. to like. You can't be on your phone nope. during the time. I'll do like the salt cave at Purify yeah. Wellness yeah. Center. It's my favorite thing. I'll read a book while I do it. I do things you're right that literally forces me because if I am at home, I'm reorganizing my closet. I'm doing something Almost like out of yeah. your element. Yes, I can't. I cannot sit still. Are you someone who wakes up? Like, are you someone who wakes up and just like jumps out of bed? Yes. Or do you- yes. Yeah, I'm that way uh-huh. too. Yeah, I, <sighs> I'm the same as you. That's why when we talk, I'm like, I we know. have the same mental. Illness. Nat was saying that the other day. She was like, "You guys are this. Like, yeah. your work is." The you're like the same person and we both have OCD. Yeah. So it, it, ties it makes into me it. really bad. And I, yeah, one time I saw a doctor, I'm like, do I have ADHD? And he's like, no, you just have really bad OCD. <laughs> just because, really bad the other way. <laughs> no. Cause ADHD, those types of people tend to also be hyperfixation. Hyperfixation. Yep. Yeah. But like OCD, it's much more like crippling than you, than you think know. that it That's is. Because when saying, people yeah. think yes. of OCD, they think of like, Cleaning. Oh, I have to be clean and like things have to be a certain way. And it's like, it's not that it's the obsession. It's like, no, break it down. What does OCD stand for? It sounds like obsessive compulsive compulsive disorder. Mm -hmm. You have obsessive thoughts. Like you cannot Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. like you have to follow through on something. You have to have something done a certain way or like, and it can be with anything or like thoughts, like just consume you about like whatever it may be. And it is so aggravating. Yeah, it is because like Jordan will Do make fun of me. Um, you know a lot. I'm yeah. like, wow, that's the most that, I ever that heard was perfectly. I, I just, I have, um, like, I have a lot of like it when it, re- when it comes around like food and weight and body image and yeah. stuff, uh-huh. like it's like yep. my thoughts are consumed and that's with that. why it's yeah. not just cleanliness. I think it does represent itself a lot in that. And that's why people focus on that, but you're right. I think it it's like the number. Anything. I think it's just cause the most common OCD is. is yeah. Yeah. But, but like it, when, when it, you, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I just like, but it's like when I think of it, like 
Like my whole day is like, I think whenever I'm like eating a meal, I just think about like, my thoughts are just consumed about like, how much is this going to like, like, is it this, is this going to make me gain weight or like, yeah, it's that type of thing where like, I can't just like eat a meal and be like, Oh, yum. Like, it's just my thoughts are running. Oh, like you can't enjoy. I also think that. Well, and Jess and I talked about this too, but OCD, there's so many subtypes too. Cause you have yeah. contamination OCD, I think is the most like known about, but mm-hmm. then you have like relationship OCD. I have, like, I also yeah. had that. Yes. There's like yeah. relationship OCD. There's contamination OCD. Um, mine, when I was really bad was, it's called harm OCD. So it was like, as a kid, it was like always bad things happening. Mm-hmm. So it's like checking doors, creating safety, things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because my parents were like, we felt like we had a pretty peaceful home. But and I, you're like, oh my gosh, every <laughs> therapist I've ever seen is like, what's your childhood like? And I'm like, I know it sounds crazy, but I really had a very, like, yeah. I grew mm-hmm. up in a nice, beautiful country home. Like it was it's just how you're wired. Scenic. It, it, it wasn't anything. And my that... dad also, I think, um, like genetically, I think there is yes. also a huge link between like yes. parents and kids. But growing up, I w- it was really bad. And it also wasn't really that known about because it's like the cleaning was yeah. like the most common. Well, but... also mental health in general has not been as talked about up until recently. Yeah. I think TikTok and social media has opened mm-hmm. it up. But before it was such like, a, oh, you go to therapy. Like well, it was like a hidden... It's also weird too, because I feel like it's almost gone so far the other way though. It's like yeah. now, now every- it's too much. You're self-diagnosing. Yes. And, yeah. Now everyone. And that's why when people are like, oh, I'm, and I try not to, cause it bothers me when people get offended so easily. Me too. But sometimes as someone who's had crippling OCD since they were a child, sometimes it is hard when people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so OCD. I can't have my house It's so dirty. hard to no. talk about it though I'm now. Like, it's it like is. so hard. Cause I'm like, you have no idea what OCD really feels like. It's yeah. so so debilitating. I could talk about like mental health and like my experiences and like how I deal with things. Like I honestly, like I love, I feel like I don't, I don't like to talk about it because now it's like everybody is so pro mental health that everybody like talks about it and like talks about their struggles. And it's just like a pity party at that point. And I just don't like to be that person when that's when like, I like to go to therapy because I like to have somebody to talk it out with because I don't talk it out with anybody else because I don't like to be open about it because I'm not like, I don't want to be like, oh, you're just another person that's well, on medication turned, and in a men, has it's mental like health into issues. Such a, it's like turned into such a like normalized thing that yeah. I do think that sometimes it almost creates like it's casualness normal. out of it. Yes. Yeah. Or people start to say, wait, do I have that? And they yes. start to like get in their own heads about it when they yes. don't. That's why I was thinking about um, like with OCD, I don't talk about it a lot. And people have asked me before why I don't talk about it. And I think it's not because I'm not open about it because obviously I'm on a live broadcasting yeah. podcast. But <gasps> I think a lot of it, like you said, Kaylee, was really like you just don't want to be that other person that's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I have this. And it feels like it's this war of like whose mental illness yes. is worse and I'm like I'm allowed to struggle with these things and yep. deal with these things in my own way uh-huh. and now it's like if you feel something if you you have to express it on the internet or yeah. it's not real I don't uh-huh. know it's so bizarre yes or, or like yeah. you, you put so much of your good stuff online that people are like you could never struggle like your life's perfect and you're like yes just because I don't talk about it doesn't or it's, it's like my there. mom kind of has like the same outlook as me is where it's like everybody just finds something wrong like all the time now because yes. it's like so over normalized yep. that like I've been diagnosed with things that like I don't even tell my parents about because I don't want them to think that I'm just like self-diagnosing myself or like trying to find like something wrong or whatever like I just don't talk about it I think medication is 
a huge one because I never, ever, ever would take it. Really? Oh gosh. Yeah. And I've had a lot of doctors like you need to, but I've also had only negative experiences when I've tried. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm just someone that can't, I really can't even take medication. My doctor gave me an anxiety medication of a ch- it's a child's dose <gasps> <Really>? of anxiety <laughs> medication to be taken at night. And okay, I yes. for two days. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't take any mm-hmm. downers. And so I'm also hypersensitive, but that's something too, where it's like, I don't know. It's such a fine line between people being like, got my coffee and Xanax. And it's like a joke, but yes. then it's like, they're doing it to normalize the stigma, but then it's almost over normalizing mm-hmm. it, that it's D de- it's like, not devaluing no it is it is it's too casual we're now the people who really struggle it's not as big like everyone has it and then they're like you can't tell me but then it's like doctors I also feel like are almost kind of like I don't know my mom always says this because she's obviously a different generation with mental health health but she always says too like there's also a lot of symptoms that don't mean you're like mentally ill exactly like you can have obsessive tendencies and not be OCD. Yeah. You can be someone who's frantic and all over the place and not have like, so sometimes I think too, if a doctor's like, Oh, I think you have this because you have symptoms of it. And it's yeah. like, I don't know. It's, I tread lightly on it. And a lot of times they're like, let's put you on this medicine to see. Yes. And it's like not really like a formal, like it's just, they're kind of throwing it at yes. everyone. And well, I like, we get bad grades in high school. Like, cause I just, didn't bother studying and my mom was like well maybe you're ADD so like she would like give me some of my brothers no. like AD, like her Adderall and I'd I was like, like here just take this man. exactly and I'm like no it's just because I just don't care to study yeah. and I just don't like to yes. like it doesn't mean that I'm totally. ADD and I think that's so true like or if someone's like it's I read this study that said that now in our culture like anxiety and depression medication is more diagnosed than ever in history like yeah. the, and it's crazy to me because there's this guy and I'm so I always know this is so controversial but his name's like Johan Hari I think mm-hmm. is his name he's not American but he does he studies he's a journalist initially and his whole life's work is basically about how we um almost like create the problem sometimes oh. and it's very controversial and a lot of people don't like him because of that because again he's like you're devaluing my depression but yeah he's done so many studies and it, his podcast or as um he has a ted talk about it you should look it up yeah. it's so it's called lost connections and i read that book and i felt like one i actually felt validated for me at least that it was okay that i like did have some of that but also there were other things that i'm like wow i I thought that I felt this way, but really it was like my lifestyle. So when wow. I was like going to therapy and I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I have depression. I have all these things. He's like, no, you just need to sleep. Yeah. yeah. You need to stop drinking caffeine. You need to, um, take care of yourself. We do put our problems on yes. ourselves. Yes. And for so sure. it was like, he, I had that when I really liked him, that therapist that I had, psychiatrist, but yeah. he was like, are you doing this? Are you doing this? Are you doing this? And, and then it's like, well, you can't tell me that drinking water will solve it. And that's so true. But also how much are we really thinking about how our behavior and like, mm-hmm. I should feel burnt out because I'm working 80 hours a week. Yeah. Of course I feel depressed. I'm working 80 hours a week. <laughs> yes. So I think that. It's I, a, but it's almost, it can be a side hard. effect or a symptom of the actions yes. you have. So it's like, it can be something that you genetically have or something that you yes. create as yes. well. Yes. Our so food is here. Chick-fil-A. Yes. <laughs> I love it. We were talking about our order on the podcast. We'll probably keep yeah. it on because that's funny. I know. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah. no, I agree. I feel like. Yeah, it, it's hard to say, and everyone's experience with it is so different. Like yes. just how you said, there's different OCDs. Like the one you were talking about the other day is like morality OCD oh, yeah, or something. Like there's OCD. so many different relationship OCD though. Yeah. I struggled when Same. I first got married. Really? It was Same. really bad. 
Okay, like, what is relationship OCD? I thought. Oh, I'm like feeling hot. It depends because I also feel like. It, oh yeah, I say it depends. It, relationship OCD is really, it's the same co- obsessive disorder, Okay, but it's also hard because anxiety is so common in relationships. So it's like a lot of people, if they hear too much about it, they're like, oh my gosh, I have that. But I had a therapist describe it to me once and he basically, it's the same concept of unwanted thinking because OCD, the breakdown of OCD is unwanted thoughts that trigger a a need to alleviate the thought, which then your body creates a compulsion to alleviate it. And the more you do it, the more it comes back and comes back. It's like muscle memory. Like, yes, that's why people wash their hands 50 times because it's like, Oh my gosh, you're going to die of a disease is the, is the thought. Yes. And then, which is so crazy for someone who doesn't have it. They're like, what? And then, and most people have those thoughts that go, that's weird. Well, if you're obsessive, you're like, oh my gosh, so you wash your hands, but yep. it doesn't get rid of the thought. It just validated that it was real. And so, so then you do it again. Yes. And so it's like a cycle. Okay. And so anyway, with relationship OCD, a lot of times the hyperfixation is like the partner. Is this the wrong person? Is this like a lot of it is obsessiveness oh. about the wrong relationship. Yeah. I have relationship OCD with like divorce. Okay. So it's like, is this going to lead to divorce? Is this going to lead to... It makes sense what you were saying. Yes, yeah. I know. And that's why Peyton's always like, oh gosh, can we tackle divorce another day? Like, let's get married <laughs> first but, and I think it also helps like the person you're with does help because I do yeah. think Peyton alleviated so much of my relationship OCD because of his consistency but in past up and down relationships would spike it really bad yeah. and, but basically it's like an obsession about someone being like the right person and people get divorced the, the actually the OCD right Peyton doesn't know yeah. this oops but the OCD divorce rate is pretty high because I of bet. the obsessiveness yes. and the partner depending on how bad it is, the partner sometimes is like, I can't. Cause they don't understand it. Sometimes they yes. think it's just a character flaw you can work on. And you can be critical sometimes yes. because you're like, Oh no, are they lazy? Are they this? Yes. Are they that? And it's not real. And but so you're putting it out on them and projecting. Yes. And so, oh, this is what I was going to say when we, before we got cut off is we talked about this the yeah. other day and it's something that has affected my relationship because I, one of my OCD things is I can't, walk away from something. Like if I'm in the middle of something, I have to finish it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm at work and I'm doing something, even if I know I have something to be at at a certain time, I, I I literally can't. And so I'm late to things all the time. And Jordan, it drives him crazy, but I don't (laughs) think he realizes it's like, an OCD thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I'm like, I want to be late. Like, yes. cause that also, it then spices my anxiety. Like, you're like, also very like, yes, you're not like forgetful no. or you're not just like neglective. No, like it, that's knowing I'm know. late yeah. also triggers my anxiety, but I have to finish this yes. task. If I walk away from it, I'll be thinking about it all night and yep. it will like obsess over it. Yes. Yeah. I'm the same exact way. Like the fact that someone could like paint half of their house, like a room and then like go to bed. Oh no, 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 Four no. in the morning. I would have that yes. paintbrush going. I, yep. mm-hmm. and I think part of that is that I think that can be partially personality. It's the obsessiveness, like you said, where most people, it would bother them, but they would get over it. But obsessive people, it would like spiral and spiral and spiral. Like, it's like you can't even like, consider it like it's not even an option to yep. me like and, and i'm very get... impulsive and compulsive so i make yes. a lot of decisions very like i'm this which can be way. bad yeah but it can be really good too because yeah. analysis paralysis is real what is that like oh we talked about this yeah yes. so like analysis paralysis okay i say it's real like it's an actual medical diagnosis <laughs> yeah it's just a term that's like you get you analyze to the point of where you can't make a decision yes mm-hmm. and so sometimes i do think i have that by nature but then it's nice because of the my ocd i feel like i'm very decisive okay but it takes me a long time to make a decision gotcha so i'm someone that's like i think about something for a long time but once i'm like yes like i said anyone You're in my family's in. like oh here we go yes. she's gonna do it she's <laughs> oh my it. family says that about me like we'll here be we go 
things and we'll have ideas about things. Like the school, and you're I'm like, working I'm on it. School. Yep, it's mm-hmm. happening and it's it's yep. hard, but we're gonna do it. And I'll be doing things in meetings. I'm like, hey, that's done. They're like, we just talked about yes. that. Like they all joke. I'm the same that, exact yeah. way. Literally, something gets mentioned, but I think part of it too is like to-do list, even though mine are miles long, I don't like to have them. Yes. So for me, it's like, check it, check it, check it. Like anything that can check off my list. And so basically we're unwell. Yes. Yep. <laughs> very unwell. Great. No, this we, we talked about this for hours insightful. the other day. Like we're both insane yes. and it's hard because I think, I mean, this may p- piss some people off, but there is somewhat of a generational thing nowadays where yeah. like people don't really want to work. And I think oh. it is a lot because social media has provided so many people like you can just go viral and make money yes. now or whatever. Or you can work for an hour a day yes. and like have this huge income. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And so no one wants to like start at the bottom and work their way up and climb the ladder. Well, and, and Jess, it's I hard. think that's partially why you're successful though. And why so many people idolize your business is because I do think that you also teach a lot of like hard work yeah. and like we talked about with like, you know, some types of social media influencers where it's like, they don't really have that nine to five grind. They're yes. like making videos and I worked on social media, so I understand. Yeah. I'm not trying to like put them under, you know, but for you, it's like, you are, you're a hard worker yeah. and there's not a lot of people that. I think even have businesses that necessarily are, or like, especially when their business is based on social media, Yes, it is kind of sometimes luck of the draw. And I've done it. I've been there. I know it, but it's like, I think this idea that it's like, Oh, if you just keep posting one day, you'll go viral and fame. You can't work, live your life that way. No, you can't. You have got to say, okay, where, like you talked about, you know, there are people with millions of followers that don't even make really money. No, not even long-term. Cause you think they do because they have this big number and it doesn't translate. Well, and so much of it is sponsored. And I learned that working on social media. I think that's why anytime people, come to me about like insecurities with social media I'm like fake wrong fake. yes especially like sponsorships like I literally have had my entire home furnished by a sponsorship and by like like I I worked with a company that was on (laughs) or like the wedding or there's these different things where people are like oh my gosh like this furniture is expensive where I talked to Jess about I would get sponsorships from designers and there was seriously not saying this like in a bragging way, but they would, they would send boxes of like $20,000 worth of designer clothes. Like I would look at the receipt and I'm like, that is holy crap. And so, but then when I would wear that, like sometimes the pieces would be like seven grand, five grand. I did not, I, that's like how much, that's like half of the cost of my car. Like then people think you afford that. Yes. And so people are like, oh my gosh, she's wearing this. And so that's where there's a lot of toxicity in the type of culture where you're like advertising. It's all smoke and mirrors. Yes. And I worked in that and I did that. And so, I know that side of it. And there are people who are just like insanely wealthy, but there's such a small majority of people who are working on social media, making money. And there's so many people that are going to come for us that are like, I make $15,000 a month. But it's like, okay, but how, what's your, how much did you pay for your app? Like there's, yes. And and you're very rare. We we just talked about like Alex Earl. She is the one that blew up. Like there are going to be those people, but the more that there are, the harder it is for. But also I've always said this, the faster you climb, the faster you're, Oh, what's that term? No, it's true though. The faster you rise, the faster you fall. Yes. And if you can go viral overnight, you can be canceled overnight. hundred percent. And that terrifies me. Like for you, you build and build and build and build and build. Nothing could just cancel you overnight. No, you'd still have the dedicated clientele. You'd still have all of that. But people who make it in an instant on social media, those 
those aren't long-term no. people. Those aren't people who've built. And you talk about like consistency in your business, Jess. And I think a lot of that is an important element with social media as a, as a career, as yeah. like an idolized career. So I'm like, oh, you go viral doing one thing, but do one more thing and you're canceled yes. because you haven't built up relationships. Or don't keep it up the mm-hmm. same way, then you're going to be forgotten about. Yes. Like yeah. fashion models have kids and it's like, you're done. You're we're done. done with you. On to the next you have search marks. Something. We don't want, yes. Yep. And I think that's why building like for you, it's like businesses, like yeah. building things that you truly are passionate about. And I can't tell you how many times, I think I said this the other day too, like I see influencers like start a podcast or like yes. start a YouTube channel and it's like a big launch. And then they like after three months stop posting because <laughs> yeah. they realize it's hard work. <laughs> and it's so true because mm-hmm. you have to have that consistency to stay yeah. on the grind and people get excited about things and then stop. And do you feel like you're like, I always want to say like, oh, I'm like OCD, but do you feel like you're neurodynamic way of thinking. That's a better way. I like that. Do you feel like that's how you're able to keep consistent? Because I honestly think a lot of people just don't have the ability to. No. Yeah, it is. And I, I, I think that's what helps me is I, I, it drives me crazy not to have that, you know, like I post on my YouTube channel once I used to be like once a week every time, but now I'm like once every two weeks, just because I want to make sure the content is good that I'm putting out there. But it's like, yeah, I have to have my content out there. I have to do Mm -hmm. even my podcast. We've picked it up and we've stopped it, but I'm always, I'm not going to just give up on it because I love it. And just things like that. I have to finish mm-hmm. things and see them through. So I think that yeah. helps with that. I think you and I just talked about this and I talk about this all the time. Cause I love this fact that the amount of people who own businesses or like are in certain types of yes. careers are neurodynamic Yep, or neuro. It's not neurodynamic. It's neuro something. You but said it the other day. Neurotypical. Oh, is that it? Neuroatypical. Oh, okay. Neuro- things like, see, I told you, she knows everything. We were talking about you earlier. I know. Just how like someone said something about an air fryer. You're like, oh, I have one. I like know. we're just always like, <laughs> cookies, Christmas, the cookies. All the cookies. I love it. Well, and that's why I think that helps me a little bit too. Cause yeah. it's like, and I don't know if maybe if it's like, oh good. If you do, but if you don't, then you have to work harder. I don't know. But like they say people with, um, like surgeons, a lot of them have ADHD because yes. it's the, like the impulsive nature. Like a lot of people and I don't know, quote unquote, normal person would not be able to like cut into someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and that just would like, be no big deal. Yeah. Yes. And so a lot of it is they, they have, it's a study and my therapist told me about it, but it's a study and I've been gone back and read quite a bit about it, but basically like CEOs, I think it's like 70 to 80% of CEOs have OCD or yes. like, like Elon Musk is like, yeah, Asperger's, he has Asperger's or something. Or yeah. Like there's so many I'm people that, surprised. yeah. A lot of, a lot of CEOs have OCD. And so yeah. like, I was really surprised like the surgeons and the ADHD, cause I never thought about they're so, they can impulsively do something yeah. and the yeah. hyper fixation, they can hyper fixate on yep. one thing to the point of like detail. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's also why too, I have heard at least before that a lot of surgeons like have a harder time. Okay. I hope no surgeons are listening. <laughs> they come have a harder us. time like getting through medical school cause yeah. they typically are ADHD. So they also, they hyper fixate, but then it's also they're hard like, for them. Yeah. And so I don't know. It was all these studies that I read. It's interesting though, because it is true. I think you do have to think a certain way and be a certain way to run a business, see it through, get it off the ground. Well, and I think it's good to know that because I mean, not that it's like, oh, you have to have this to be successful, but there are people like, there are people who even with me all the time. And that's why at the beginning of this, I said like, this is also something that stems from 
mentally some things that I struggle with because people always tell me like, how do you, like I used to wake up at 3am for years, 3am mm-hmm. I was up. And so wow. people be like, I could never do that. And I'm like, yeah, because you're normal. Like it's not yeah. because I have more drive. It's not because I'm like, you can't yeah, just make better. yourself that way. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's something that's very, very, very important to me to always clarify is like, sometimes people think, oh my gosh, I'm just lazy. That's mm-hmm. why I can't wake up at 3am. I'm like, no, it's because I'm abnormal. Like, yeah. and I think that's just always important to say, cause I think people can compare and then yeah. they're like, oh my gosh, I could never work 80 hours a week, which yeah. I really, and in the end couldn't either. But yeah, people say that and it's like, no, that's okay. Yeah. That's not. my hardest thing about when people ask for my advice. Like I always talk about consistency and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, what, you know, what's your biggest piece of advice? What do you do? Like, how mm-hmm. do you do it? And I'm like, I wouldn't be able to do it if I didn't have the personality yeah. I have. So I can't tell you, oh, go do this, this, and this, because it's not realistic for most yeah. people. And I wish I wasn't this way sometimes. That's so, so true. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's where, especially, and I'm like, I feel like we're just throwing everyone under the bus, but it's like even models you're yeah. dealing with a lot of like OCD, anorexic, a lot of hyper fixations. Mm-hmm. Like even Kayla, you mentioned like the that type of OCD. personality, yeah. you know, it's hard too, because a lot of people are like, I could never, like when you see someone who's truly like struggling with an- anorexia yeah. and, and I worked in fashion week, I've seen people you know. who struggle with it. I mean, just skin and bones, but it's like, you think, oh my gosh, I'm just lazy and yeah. I eat too much. And it's like, no, they literally are like, it's so sad. And that was another really eye opening thing for me was like seeing how that's sometimes that can be celebrated, That yeah. it's like they have so much willpower because they cannot eat for three days and you're oh like, my gosh. Oh wow, that's actually you know, so I think part of it too is we tend to do that even with like people who um I know it's like kind of more which speaking mental illness, there's something for everything, but yeah, people who like hyperfixate on working out to the point of like the health people to yeah. the point of where they're almost unhealthy. Yes. Because yeah. they're so hyperfixate on it, their macros and working out to yeah. the point where their body's like I there's a word well, for I, it. Do you know what that word is? Yeah, McKinley, do you know? It's a word where basically it's, it's like, like people who are obsessed with being healthy, but almost like it's I know exactly what you're talking about, but I yes. don't know the word for it, but I know people. And that's like another that. one where yeah. it's like people But I think, think anything with hyperfixation can turn unhealthy no matter true. what topic it is. That like, is so true. Because I do think that I need to learn how to balance. I need to learn not yeah. to work so much. Like it's a problem. Yeah. You know? And I don't so even I know how to learn. Like, I'm like mine. I just think it's like a struggle, but I think mine was like going to therapy. Okay. Do you still go? Um, I have to go back. Cause when I, whenever I start getting triggered, I was just telling Peyton this, yeah. I'm like, I can tell I'm hyper fixating. Yeah. The clothing line has sparked it a lot because it's like a newer endeavor and it has to be successful. Yeah. So it's like with other things I'm more familiar with. And yeah. so whenever I have a newer, which is not quite new, but endeavor, I get like that. I okay. stopped like the other night, I think it was like three in the morning and Peyton was like, are you on your computer still? Like he'd <gasps> fallen asleep and was like sleeping. And oh. he was like, are you still on your computer? And I was like, like what time is it? He's like, have you like, and so there has literally been yeah. one time that he literally, I had not eaten all day. He literally picked me. He literally grabbed me. He was like, we're going to eat like to put yeah. your computer down. Oh, see. And that That's right there when for me, I I'm start. like, yeah, but I'm the same way. And if Jordan like came over and like closed my laptop or like said that to yeah. me, I'd be like, I, uh, like I, I need know. to finish this or it's going to drive me crazy. I know. And I, but it's unhealthy. I it think is. it was helpful because I have at least enough. I feel like experience with that where I was like, okay, he's right. Plus I was like literally dying of star. Like I'd yeah. eaten all day. I but you so don't thirsty. realize till you think about it. Because then yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not hungry. And he's like, I promise you are. And then once we actually go somewhere and I'm eating, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I feel was better. starving. Yeah. And so I think it's nice to have someone, but I think it can, I think if that had happened 
you know, five years ago, yeah. I would have been like, I'd be yeah. like, oh my gosh. But now I think I know where it's like, okay, he's right. Like I literally yes. have not gotten up in eight hours. Like I've been sitting here and that's okay if it happens like one day a month, if you're yeah. like a medical student, you have exams, but it's not great when it's every single day. Yeah. So I think that's going back to therapy. I need to like, I it's know I start getting triggered. Thing. I'm like, okay. Yep. But that is like what therapy is for. Mm-hmm. Like I I was in therapy after like for postpartum and stuff. And I recently like just stopped going because I was like, therapy is not like a long term Mm. every day, daily, like Mm -hmm. for years ongoing type thing. Like you go to therapy to like find your issues and find ways to cope with them. Mm -hmm. But then if something comes up where you're like, oh, this is new and like I need a new coping mechanism, Mm -hmm. then you go back. But people think like, Oh, I just need to go to a therapist. Everybody needs a therapist. Yep, and like, yeah. we just need to go like once a week. It's well, just like, also I cry. Yeah. And I'm like, but and if you're going to a therapist for that long, are they working? No, yeah. exactly. Like, is the point to continue to see them or is the point to not see them? Or and are they I, sabotaging you? And I, they finally, want to come back? I finally said to my therapist, I was, she was like, well, like, I feel like you're good. Like, are there other things? And like, it was great because like I was able to navigate through other things that were affecting me. But then you get to a point where it's, I was getting to a point where I was like, I don't want to keep going to therapy because I feel like I just come to therapy and like find a new thing to like Mm, fixate on. And I'm like, I don't want to do that because I just like feel like I need to like come up with something. And so I was finding like, I think I'm okay right now. It's so funny because the OCD therapists are like that. So I've seen specialists and they don't, there's a timeline of when you're supposed to like not oh, see them yes, because exactly. they're like, because if you have OCD, you could go to a therapist for validation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're seeking validation from okay. them and therapy can become a compulsion. This is the yes. thing about OCD that pisses me off is everything, everything that's like can turn bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like therapy. Literally it's like, Oh, it can be bad though. If it becomes a compulsion. Oh, that's great. But it can be bad. And so with OCD, they actually have timelines yeah. of like, okay, within this amount of time, we need to reassess this because it, could turn into something where you're continuously going and finding problems. Yeah. Yes. You because you're like to. fixating. And yeah. so I saw a therapist for relationship OCD, actually funny enough, right before I met Peyton, I was in wow. therapy for relationship OCD, which is probably why it worked out. Cause yeah. I had just finished my, you had solved it. I had just graduated. Graduated. <laughs> so how long are those sessions typically? I don't know. It depends. It depends there have been times cause I've gone in and out, but it's also really sad because it's like, when you have OCD, like for me, as bad as I did, I'd have to go back sometimes like a month later. Yeah. So sometimes it was like, you're done, but then you go back. And so for me, there was like, sometimes it was like six months, three months, depending. And also depends on if it's a new topic. Like I'm, I've done it long enough now that if it's something I've dealt with before, and this is really scary, but different types of times of your life can spark OCD you've never had before. So like as a kid, it was harm. OCD was really bad. And then growing up, like in a religious community, there were moments of my life where I had like really bad religious OCD. And it was like the idea of doing something bad or that was bad for me. And then I I had to go to therapy for that. So then I got okay with my mistakes and flaws and, you know, working through that. And so, and then, um, then I got into relationships and then that would spark relationship OCD. And I'm really scared to have kids actually mentioning Kaylee because they say that people that have OCD kids, and like intrusive thinking, like harm OCD mm-hmm. gets yes. really Yes. Oh my gosh, so I have that. I have that. I'm totally. so scared to have kids because yes. I already, I, 
I'm like, I literally am going to have my therapist appointment yep. scheduled because Harmo City gets really you bad. Think, oh, I like did not want to leave the hospital after yeah. having Stevie. Like you're the afraid thought of, of getting hurting. in the yes. car. I was like, I couldn't drive for like yeah. two weeks. And I like, like, that, drive. like you'll literally like, I don't know if you struggled with this, but like I'll be pushing the stroller yes. and be like, what would happen if I let go? Exactly. But like, yeah. Not like I'm going Intrusive to like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. th- like you just go down a path where you're like, I, I have like to like clarify for people. <gasps> harmosity is not like, I want to harm them or it's myself. like the fear of hurting yeah. someone yes, or the fear of someone hurting or something you. happening. Yes. 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 And so like a lot of people that have like OCD that have kids, it's like, they won't walk down the stairs with their kids yes, because they're so afraid of something happening or yep. they're afraid. Like when I was young and I was, this doesn't make me sound so psycho. People that don't have OCD are going to be like, <laughs> they're like, who are you free? Mm-hmm. But maybe people that do, we can, relate. Like, we all have it. Yeah. But something with harm OCD is like nothing dangerous can be out. So like oh, okay. I have a really, really hard time with like guns. Mm-hmm. So I went, I'd be the same. I don't know if I can say this. I feel like it's fine, but yeah. I, I went and stayed with my sister, um, or her at the time it was her, it was her boyfriend's house, but I was house sitting for them. And he's a, uh, well, now he's a detective, but he was a police officer oh, Okay. and they had a gun in the house oh, and wow. it wasn't even like something that I could go be access to. I did, I didn't sleep <gasps> and I was triggered by it. And eventually yep. I like did my therapy and I'm like, okay, remember what, like I have coping mechanisms, yeah. but they have a dog and it was a dog that I used to live with my sister's dog when we lived together. So I love him. There always has to be a emotion attached. You're not triggered by like yeah. nothing, yes. but kids would trigger you because you have such an emotional attachment to them Mm -hmm. and I was so afraid that I was going to in my sleep find the like (laughs) find the gun kill the dog (laughs) and like yes intrusive thinking and I couldn't sleep and so I even I almost did it but then I was like no this is your OCD and I can identify now because I've been in therapy long enough and I almost texted my sister and was like I'm like yeah. I almost texted her and was like, I think I'm going to go stay at a hotel. Like I'll bring the dog. I'm yeah. going to like, I'm going to go stay at a hotel. I don't know if, I think she knows this. I don't know yeah. if he knows this. So but he's probably like, what he's the like, heck? what? But that's something where it's yeah. like, so it's always irrational. But thinking. intrusive yes. thoughts is the correct phrase. Cause you don't want those thoughts. No. It just happens. And they can be traumatizing thoughts. Yeah. And then the compulsion, because they're so traumatizing, the you're compulsion to is it. to alleviate it. And so that's why like, and it's, if you ever go to therapy specifically for OCD, it is I feel like therapy for OCD is traumatizing because there's two methods of it. And one is exposure therapy. Oh. So I had a therapist when I was, oh going, my gosh, when I was, sick. when yeah. I was going through my morale OCD, um, uh, like help or whatever, when I was struggling with that, I had this fear that I was going to be convicted of murder without <gasps> murdering someone oh. like falsely accused that yes. I would kill someone in my sleep and not know. <laughs> Like it's psycho, but yes, no, totally. And so my therapist at the time, I had to watch a documentary of somebody who was convicted, wrongly convicted of murder and spend their whole life in prison. Wow. And I had to like, my homework was to watch cause it's exposure. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then that's one type. And then a completely opposite type of OCD recovery is, um, not engaging. Okay. So there's a therapist, he's actually a renowned therapist, but it's not as common cause I think it causes more trauma. <laughs> for most people. And it's not always effective. I don't think, but basically he's like, it's ads on a computer. So think about like an algorithm. So if you click on an ad, you're going to start seeing more of that ads. So he said, when you entertain a thought, Mm, it tells your brain, Oh my gosh, she, like he said, thoughts just come and go. Your brain is an algorithm. So it's like, Oh, here, I'm going to give this thought. Oh my gosh. She thought about that for four days. Let me give her more of those thoughts. So his, his mindset and his therapy technique is when you get that thought, you literally don't even think about it. I mean, it's true. That's hard to do. But it's hard because you're like, well, you have it. But I have actually in sometimes done that. And it actually is 
but it's opposite. It's either that or you embrace the thought so much that you dispel the fear of it. Okay. They're like literally opposite It ways. probably depends on your OCD and totally. what it's for. Because if it's like fear-based, exposure, exposure therapy is good. Yeah. But if it's other things yeah. that, you know, it probably depends. Yes. I think that's true too. Like, yeah, because I had one, I, um, like exposure for therapy, it's like if someone has like a fear of spiders. Yep. Exposure yep. therapy. Oh, I can't even. It's like if it's something <laughs> physical. Because right. like if you just never thought about spiders ever, yeah. that would be different. But like yeah. exposure therapy to something is like, first you just talk about spiders and yeah. then you hold, like it Ew. ends with you like holding one is like, I could never, <laughs> I could never. That is my biggest fear. And it's so like my, I had some rocky times of OCD therapy when it would get really bad. And now I feel like I'm really good at just maintaining it because I know it, but I get so triggered by work yes. and that's where I have to be so careful. So when yeah. I start like not sleeping, I'm like, Oh no, they're like, You're, I know oh, I'm doing it again. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of like therapy methods, but I just think a lot yeah. of people, I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't know. There's just so many different, like Kaylee mentioning like therapy. I think there's just yeah. so many therapists that I, don't I don't know. Maybe I'm well, like, there's so many thrown everyone under the no. bus. I'm like, therapists <laughs> suck. Surgeons, I can do better. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> everyone but listening is but like, it's so true. Offended. Yeah, everyone's like, okay, you guys are canceled. <laughs> no, but it's true that like every different person has a different thing. Like, yes. I think that's what the beauty is because like surgeons have to be this way to do it. I couldn't do that, but we need people like that. (laughs) Yes. And you know, same with other things and Uh same with therapy, like different therapies will work different for different people. But, but you know, what's so funny is on our podcast with Josie, we were like, we need to do a mental health podcast. And this basically turned into Yeah. Working too much. I'm like, like, basically the key to my success is years of OCD and burnout and burnout. Yes. Perfect. Well, I also was going to ask you just too, with like OCD, sometimes people, um, something that is really bad like probably the worst with my OCD besides the hyperfixation of like, I cannot stop until this is done. I won't eat. I won't sleep. I literally won't even pee is, um, oh my gosh, I just forgot it again. <laughs> oh, um, and I know it's like perfectionism, but yes. sometimes perfectionism and OCD is worse. So like I get, it's like an impulse compulsion where you have to do it again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes with photo shoots, that was a good exposure yes. for me because I, I would shoot not as much other people because I just was less attached. I think, I don't know, but when I would do my own photo shoots of myself, whether it was with someone or a tripod or something, I would reshoot over Uh and over and over and over again. Perfect. And like, even this podcast is, is sometimes like, I'm even now noticing moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to refilm it. Cause yeah. like, it's just this need to like redo everything all the time. Totally, and yeah. that is also something that I think I struggle with a lot with. Yep. It's like makes things perfect. But I went, when I was talking about analysis paralysis, the OCD can turn into that. I'm Especially so glad you with something big, like you, yes. like when you're launching a new product, like yeah. how do you know, like this four this, years for the shampoo, it's like, like you have to get it perfect. Yes. Like, how yeah. do you know that this is ready? Cause I still struggle with that. Yeah. I think the thing for me is I finally, and you know what, you will know this more than anyone, but you've seen me do this. Like in my education, for example, uh-huh. I change things all the time. Kaylee's like, I know, all the time. but it's because I am like, Oh, yes. I know what could be better. I, I want to constantly be making it better yeah. or like work on it. So I I'm always, I would not be content with it being the same. It was for years ago. Like I have to, and sometimes it's to a fault where I'm like, we need to change it and it's fine. You know what I mean? But I, I think I just had to accept that like, it's always going to be that way. Like there will always be a better idea. There will always be something new to implement. So as long as I can like be okay with changing things and growing and like evolving, then I'll be okay. Because 
I, I do the same thing where I'm like, yeah. I have to do it again. It has to be perfect. I have to redo this, redo this, redo, well, change like, it. Let me ask you this. So like, for example, a brand logo, uh-huh. that is something that I cannot tell you over the years, how many nights yes. I've spent. Yeah. Like, I want to see another one. I want to yes. see another one. I could probably go through 500 logo designers. Yep. Like I want to see another one. It turns into a compulsion, which like I said, with OC, it's like everything turns into a compulsion, yeah. but like for you, how do you make, and this is me genuinely asking, yeah. like, how do you make, like, for example, with your logo for the, you know, Jay-Z even like, how do you get to a place where you're like, like, cause like, I don't know. It's like, there's always a better one, but not yeah. really. So how do you get yeah. to that place where you're like, okay, that's good. I like that. Like what happens yeah. to you to get for you to get there? I think the biggest thing is like when we came up with our original logo, I want it. it you, it's almost like a feeling like uh-huh. when I saw our original logo, like we went through a few different things and uh-huh. it was just like that. I can see that on a building. I could oh. see that on a product, but then I would almost like, I would like go into Canva and put it on things and like make sure yes. I like it and, you know, like sit with it for a little bit and like yeah. make sure everything looks good and feels good. Um, but I will say something that's helped me with that is the more businesses I've done and the busier I get, which this may not even be a solution. Cause I'm like, just be really busy because <laughs> now I don't have time to oh, fixate yeah. on it because I'm like, I have to make decisions. So it's helped mm. me make decisions and move on because I have no time. Well, you also are like, you can, like you can make a decision yeah. pretty fast. Yeah. And so when you have other people execute it for you, true. you're like, great, looks wonderful. True. That is true. Oh. I have a lot of help. So that makes sense too. Yeah. But I, I do have, yeah, you have to get to that point where you're just like, you know what? I can change it if that needs to happen. Obviously with mm. logos, you don't really want to, like, for example, RJ dash Z love it, but mm. we got a review once that said, it looks like it spells out jizz. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> and it's on everything, but I can't change Wait, it. I wanted, where is, I want it's to say it's like now. the J where? it's on that front, like on the front. Oh, it, you it's can't on, see it right it's probably now. on something in this room. The, I know, I'll it's show you, it's but it's our, our, wait, it's on the, Oh no, yeah. it's not. No, it's not. Just kidding. Oh wait, no, it is on the wishbone one. Look wait, at it. Oh wait, I have a picture of it. Hold on. It's Hold on, on this wishbone. So it does not look like jizz. I, it's just because it's a J and then a line and a Z. But someone drove by and oh, gave us a five star oh a five star re- review and oh, it good. said I've never been to the slum but I'm giving it a five star review because the logo looks like it spells jizz. <laughs> and I was dying. I had a friend one time that kind of gave me a little like a realization because he was talking about his divorce that had just happened and I kept. I don't know if I was interrupting, probably, but I was just like, well, maybe you should do this. Well, maybe. So finally he's like, Michael, I don't want a solution. I just want you to listen to me talk about my divorce. And I was like, oh, listen, like, you're like, but why? But that's the thing (laughs) is like for me to just listen to someone. Sometimes that's a solution though. When people listen to me, because I have a friend that does that. And he'll listen to me and then he'll just be like, that, that would be difficult. It's like his response. And he's been a friend for a long time. So now I know. And I'd be like, you don't care. And when Peyton, he's like that pain, be like, oh my gosh, it's so difficult to go through. And I'm like, you got any ideas? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I can so what's the solution? Yes. Yeah. I, and that is so funny you brought that up because uh-huh. I have noticed that there are two types of people in the world and there are people who like, but that there are people who like have the solutions and people who just want to like share. Yeah. But then for me, it's like static in the air. It's like uh-huh. just goes out there and it just stays there. And you're yes. like, we need to wrap this up in a bow. <laughs> yes. I agree. And pain is funny. Cause I, he's now he's becoming more solution. Like I think now when I go to him with problems, he'll share things like, Oh, maybe you should do this. Yeah. Which half the time, I'm like that's not even a real solution. You're like, I'm trying something. <laughs> Thank you next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for the effort. But he truly like, cute, I would though. be like, you don't care. Cause he would just say, yeah. I, he would just listen. And yeah. I'm like, 
you don't care. So I have noticed that that is like, it's like love languages opposite is like problem solving people. Yes. And then people who listen like me, but need problem, like I need solutions. It can feel like I'm just trying to like, okay, let's fix this so we can move on. Yes. And so then they think that. that you're like trying to rush them to fix it because you want to be done with their problem, quote unquote. Yeah. When really you're like, the best way that I can help you is mm-hmm. to create a solution for you. Yes. That is exact. And yep. I think that is the right way, by yep. the way. I, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but there is a lot of people. No, but it's true. And that's listen. why it's important to know like relationships you yes. have, their love language, because you could be trying to help them in the way that they are not receiving that help. But yes. to you, it's the way you give it, you know? So totally. it's a whole thing. And I I also think when you have people that like, like to me, it seems like I like community. So I'm like, take on my problems. Yes. Like yes. give me yeah. solution. Whereas it's like, they don't think that way, but that's yes. how I think like, no, me giving you a solution is me taking that your problem on and making yes. it our problem. Yes. And they're like, I'm I don't want you. I, you. Care. <laughs> I want you to do that. I just to listen to me verbally process. It's so true. Yeah, like my mom is very much like a fixer, like is wants she? to like find a solution to it. So I she hates that. when yeah. we like. complain to her or vent but there has been times in my life where I'm like can I vent like I don't need a solution but like I just need to like talk something out but like I have to preface it that way before I have to do that to Jordan sometimes because I am a solution-based person but he is that times 20 so if I tell him anything about work about anything he he also thinks he's right all the time. So he'll give me solutions and then like follow up with me. Like, did you do this yet? And I'm like, okay, sometimes I do just want you to listen, yes. but only because we're both that way. So like if our solutions don't line up, thank you. Then it's like hard, you know? Yes. But um, yeah, sometimes I have to preface with him mm-hmm. too. Like, just listen. And if you have advice, great. But like, you don't need to like tell me because I already know how I'm going to solve it, you know? Yes. So. And I think Payne has actually probably told me that before too, because sometimes I don't really like his advice. <laughs> so then he's like, okay, well, I give you advice and you don't like it, but then I don't give you advice. So sometimes it is yes. something where I'm like, oh, I just need to like chill yeah. and mm-hmm. let that person be who they are. True. Because there are times where he gives me advice and I'm like, you think that's fixing oh, the problem? Same. And men and women are so different. So like I'll tell Jordan different. a work problem and he'll be like, just fire them. And yes. I'm like, you, no, you, you can't just do that to people. Tell them to F off. I'm like, yeah. but like he'll talk to his guys that that's way. Such a Jordan it is such a thing. But like, I have heard him. Yes. It is a man thing. But like, I've heard him talk to his solar guys really mm. harshly, but like guys can do that. Like yeah. shake yes. it off and move on. We're bitches. If we yes. like girls cannot talk that way to each mm-hmm. other. So I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like I can't, I kind of wish know? we could like, I used to Me too. I wish culture were... was so like weird, but yeah. now as I'm older, I'm like, yeah, can't I just punch them and move yeah. on? Well, cause guys can get in fights and then be best friends. <laughs> yeah. Girls I cannot. Mean, like, I was watching Vanderpump rules yesterday. <laughs> like the don't. newest episode. So if anybody watches, it was like from when Tom, um, shh, Sandoval was talking to Brett, like his like bar manager or whatever. They got into like a huge fight. We're like screaming at each other. And then like 30 seconds later, they're like laughing and totally yeah. fine. Because they and get that, all their rage out. If that was a girl on. doing it, it'd be like, don't talk to me yeah. ever again. Because oh, we need yeah. solutions. Yes. We can't just like punch nope. them and then we're like, well, that's awkward now. Yeah. And they like. My anger's go, gone. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. And we're more emotional too. But um, I, I sometimes yes. wish I could be more straightforward. But. Well, I think if we all women all together collectively could make that decision. Can we just agree be, on this? Yes. Then I think it'd be okay moving forward. But if you act like that when it's not yes. the norm then it's weird yes but if we all just decided that we could just literally text should i just come someone? in and punch everyone yes. at the school i, I think that that would solve a lot of issues it might and just Tough say love. like i'm gonna punch you and then it's like not assault because <laughs> yeah. you're right. not a guy and you can't just like 
It's I don't so know. True. But I'm also like, how many guys actually just punch people? Like, it's true. Like, if I was Peyton, he'd probably be like, I've actually, I'm pretty sure he's never. Yeah. Or know. verbally punch them, you know? Yes. Yeah. But then girls also can be way like cattier. You know what? I think girls, we are worse because we are passive aggressive and we will do it in a sneaky way that you don't see coming. We just have more emotion too. It's true. Sometimes I wish I had less. Me too. Me too. That's why I've been taking testosterone. Like I've been telling you and I feel like I've, I, I hate it, but I also like a little bit of like, I feel like I'm a little more straightforward and like less emotional. I feel like you're more, I don't know. Like, I feel like you always are very like I don't know. I feel like you're still understanding, but just from the last, the experiences that I've had more recently with you yeah. in other situations, I feel like you're also more like, put your foot down, like yeah. no BS. I'm done with this. Yes. And I don't <laughs> know. Testosterone's working. And I yeah. don't know that you've been that way before. Like, no. I feel like in past you're like, well, and now I feel like you're like, I'm done. Yep. So and that's it's also, thing. it might be that. And also, I think I also am at this point now where I've gone through so much yes. with my business, losing people or like mm-hmm. having like issues in my businesses that now I'm just like, I, I know what to look for and I don't have the time for that, you know? So that's a good point, actually. It, it's helped with experience, but the testosterone probably helps a little more. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the, I should stay on it. Just kidding. The testosterone. Man, we've been going for two hours. We have. So Hasn't we can be a good episode. Is, um, it's going to be like, great. What else? Is there anything else that I should have I mean, answered? we didn't even go over your outline, but I think She that, was so worried about her outline yes. and I was like, if I'm being completely completely honest we never follow it um we don't because follow Jess, it i'm a planner yeah. so i'm like i don't yeah. want to talk about this can we bring and yes. she's she's like i literally just do this for like to do it we do it to prepare the guests yeah so that you know what you're getting into but i swear like it just it always just like we just ask the first question and then it just mm. goes and goes I and goes like that yeah I, I listen to podcasts where i like where it's not so like mm-hmm. okay so like a, an interview yeah. question like i like when it's just normal less and, interview yeah so but it was a good episode so I you did it. great i also feel like i should say for the record mostly to Peyton, i am drinking water oh Peyton, listen up <laughs> this is the first time i've drinking water. we had to force it on her but she's drinking it I also we should talk about Yes. Juice one day. We could do a whole episode about what? Her celery. celery juice. Oh, yes. It. Yeah. But, and you said it's helped with your energy. And oh, like, my gosh. It's been a lifesaver. But, but is it disgusting? I'll bring you some. Okay, no, listen to this. So my sister Kira's on this like huge health kick, if you guys haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. But I have been seeing her stories of like all the different like smoothies and yes. stuff that she's been yes. making. Yeah. And she's doing this like celery apple apple juice. So we go over to her house for dinner the other night and she's like, I just made this. And I she like set it out on the counter and she's like, Jagger's gonna love it. And I'm like, okay, it's like green. So he's like, juice. I put it in a sippy cup and he goes, <laughs> and the rest of the night he was so dramatic. Anytime he'd walk by it, he'd go, ew. It was she was so offended it was hilarious was i was like celery oh. juice it was like celery apple and something mm. else i had it it was good but like it definitely it's an acquired cute. taste like is that how celery juice is like what you do yeah i don't put anything in it it's oh. just celery so is it an acquired, is it like it's is not there like, anything healthy that you could mix with it to make it taste you better could, people do apple but it's not as strong Oh, and okay. I'd rather, I'm the type of person that I'm just like, if I'm going to get it done, I'm going to get it done. Yeah. That makes sense. hundred percent. Okay. Really quick. What are the benefits of it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> every morning, list. every morning she posts and every Sunday she's like prepping my celery <laughs> juice. Putting the so thing in. Yep. this is what I can tell you about celery juice. Um, I want to be sponsored by celery juice. So <laughs> by celery in general, all celery in general. So the benefits that I have personally seen is well I had a lot of really bad allergies I have a very high inflammation Mm -hmm. in my body so that was where I got started on it was I saw an allergist and he's like you're allergic to everything wow but he said I don't know if you're really allergic or your histamines are just so high Mm. because of the things you are 
drinking and yes. eating that were bad. So basically I was like looking up how to lower inflammation and sour yeah. juice came up and I know a couple of people that drink it, but it never crossed my mind. And then I saw this podcast with Miranda Kerr and she drinks celery juice. I'm like, well then must, hell, I'm drinking celery juice. <laughs> yeah. And so that's where I kind of got started, but okay. I started with like 12 ounces wow. and now I drink 30 two ounces of sour juice a morning what? so the main things i've seen is my skin i had my breakouts were really really bad because of the inflammation wow. gone <gasps> like mm. i don't think i have had like a zit in That's a awesome. minute okay love so that. completely clear skin energy mm. like i okay i drink red bull now because i'm trying to manage 500 things but yeah. i <clears throat> didn't have caffeine for like I think it was two, two over two weeks, wow. which is the longest I've gone yeah. in years. And I honestly didn't feel like I needed it. The reason I got back on it is because I have this like emotional attachment to Same. it. So when I wake up so early, it's like I drink it mentally, but not for the energy. Cause no, really it's caffeine a habit. Yeah. Really is bad for my energy anyway. Yeah. Real energy. Like I, Peyton was like, you literally just like pop out of bed and we're like, gotta go get my sour juice. And then I'm wow. like at the gym. It, I know I sound like someone of those infomercials, no, I love this. I but the energy it. I got from sour juice was absolutely wild. I feel like I need that. I feel I like my energy has well, been very and it's like black. You buy an $80 juicer off Amazon. Yeah. And I got the, there's one like Miranda Kerr has one. It's like 80 bucks on Amazon. You get salary for $2 and it's like how many, how expensive is so much stuff oh. that you combine? Um, one time I looked at my Dutch bros app and I spent $2,500 <laughs> a month. I saw that. Episode. Yes. What? So, yeah. 8,500. No, no, no. 25. <laughs> oh, it was, I spent $2,500 that month on Dutch bros. Oh, hell how, how much of that really though was just emotional. Yeah. All of it or a habit. Cause it's just like, I feel like I have to drive there in the morning. Like I got myself a chai this morning from Starbucks and I didn't even finish yes. it. Oh, my drink's halfway yes. down over oh, there, but they sent me a drinks. baby gift. So I'm like, okay, oh, it's worth it. I spent Dutch that much bros money. Did? They sent me personalized onesies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I was like, you guys are, are no, I'm spending money. So that is so cute. Oh my yeah. Gosh. yeah. I've seen energy. And then also my inflammation went down a lot. My allergy symptoms like went away. Wow. Like the allergy symptoms that weren't true. Cause it's like, I had some, like a seven is considered a high allergy and I had some that was a five. So okay. it's like, you could have it. Those all went away. Yeah. Except then you find out what you're allergic to. Mm, my, yeah, it's very interesting. It I've like been interested in doing that. Oh, you too. should. And but then, I don't know that I am allergic to anything. It just would like, be interesting to know. like see. Or like what you're sensitive to. Yeah. Like but the Everly Well test you do at home and mm, it tells you like. The one that they prick you at the doctor, the one that I did at the allergist, like he was like a specialist because I could not figure out why I was having all yeah. these different symptoms. Literally, you're, I was like lying on the bed and I knew there was like two because I, the desire to like, like imagine an itch times oh. 500. You literally like gripping the bed for 15 minutes and you're like, I just need to itch my back. Like I wanted wow. to like rip my back off. No. And then she was like, holy smokes. And she came back in and it's ragweed, which is what, what? it is. Whoa. It's a weed and it's in a lot of foods. And so the foods <gasps> is like pollination. Interesting. So that's what they were saying too, is sometimes the enzymes he said will mimic enough because of like the pollination that mm -hmm. year or whatever, like the cross pollination. Wow. So like bananas, tr sometimes I'll have a little bit of reaction, but I'm not allergic to bananas. I'm allergic to ragweed. But that's it could be oh, so crazy. It is. But the one he said, my ragweed. So us uh, five is considered an allergy. Seven is considered symptomatic. 20. 
was my ragweed. <gasps> no. Like seven is considered. So do you like, get really, really bad allergies like during like springtime and stuff um, with like all the pollen not and in stuff? Utah like, as bad as in Michigan. But okay. but anyway, so that's why the celery juice got started because he's yeah. like, your inflammation's really bad. And so I think it's causing oh my gosh, just the wild. high histamine. Yeah. So your body's just getting triggered. That makes sense. So I started taking like a bunch of different vitamins and the celery juice. I literally like. I'm going to do it. And you do it every day. Every day, okay. 32 ounces. Wow. But you have to build. But now yes. it's just this huge mason jar. But I also make it fresh every morning. Yeah. And that, I think, has made a big difference. Because some people, sometimes I'll put it the night before. But if you just prep your celery, like cut it, wash it, yeah. it's fast to put yeah. it in the, in the juicer. I'm going to do it. Will you send me your link to yeah. the juicer? <laughs> You're literally, I now bought a do juicer. It. She did? And she did. I love She's it. like, if you talk about celery just one more time, I'm about to go buy a juicer. And I did. Oh She's like, gosh. I'm totally doing it. I love it. It was the energy. And it also helped a lot of hormone symptoms that okay. I was having as well. Wow. Could be the solution to it. I don't need testosterone anymore. I could just drink celery juice. But sometimes I get on a cake where I'm like, okay okay, do we need Medicaid? Like how much yes. of this stuff do we need and how much can be naturally cured through like celery I, juice? Yeah, celery juice is all. <laughs> that I is literally, hilarious. Like, I am, like, You're their spokesperson. If I if someone ever like sees me on the news for dying for something, it's going to be like drowned in celery juice. Celery juice. <laughs> yeah. Drowned her own lungs in celery and there's juice. there's nothing that I, I'm very skeptical. It is so yeah. rare for me to be like, oh my gosh, I'm all about this product. Yeah. Most things I'm like trash, trash. But trash. it's worked and you know. I literally am like, oh my gosh, I, I want to be a spokesperson. Person. For celery. Whoever, yeah. whoever makes celery, like whatever big competitor is, is out there. Whoever is the biggest celery distributor, let Michael know. I feel like I need to be like, I feel like I need to like start a celery farm. Yeah, you mm. should. That's your next project probably. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. It was so fun to have you on and we will put all of Michael's information in the show notes below so you can go follow all of her adventures. Who knows? A celery farm may be coming soon. <laughs> But it was so fun to have you on. So thank you for coming. Thank you guys so much. I had so much fun. I'm so excited. It's going to be so good. Thanks for listening to Just Jay-Z, a place where we talk all things hair, business, lifestyle, pop culture, and more. Don't forget to rate and review this episode. 